married to a woman who is younger than you are. Okay? Okay. But she she has a sister who is older than her but younger than you. Yeah. What do you call her? She's your little sister? But your wife, who is her sister, is younger than she is. She's not your little sister. She's your sister-in-law. Well, yeah, your little sister-in-law. <laughs> How awkward no, is that? No, it doesn't matter. I, okay, but it does matter. Because you're, you're older than Sally, but dating Angie, who's younger than Sally. So What does that matter to anything? It, it Why does that matter? It matters. How on earth does that matter? Because it, it's awkward. Maybe if Angie was 12 or something. Well, but No. I mean, it's weird. Because she's not Why your is that sister. weird? She may be your sister-in-law, but she's still – she's so Angie's if, big sister, but Stephen's little sister-in-law. Yeah. She becomes there's, there's a little no, child. There's no – what? <laughs> she, she doesn't actually become child. part of your family. She does. Period. She becomes the middle child because you're the big brother, but you're dating her little sister. You're married huh? to her little sister. You're producing offspring. You're a brother-in-law. You're not her brother. But you're her big brother-in-law. No, you're not. There's no differentiation between that. It's just you're just the in-law. No. But it doesn't make I, it more That's, the most, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's honestly. But I don't know, man. That's so. I'm sure it's happened before, but I don't Probably think it happens happened. all the time. No way. It doesn't. And, and nobody and nobody ever has thought about this. Bullshit. Because what does it she, matter? <laughs> she becomes the middle child, unwillingly. She didn't plan on that. She's been the bigger sis. She's been big sister all her life. Well, and now she'll probably she'll she'll probably think of you as you know you're her little sister's husband. She won't think of you as being like Even her. Even though you're her big brother-in-law, she won't she won't see it that way. How do you know? You can't read her mind. Everybody, Dude, I've never heard of anybody so, having this kind of issue. No, because <laughs> it does never That's happen. Funny. What do you mean it doesn't ever happen? <laughs> no, well you can't read a woman's mind, so you don't know what they're thinking. No. What do you mean it never happens? No, people mean, get married to people that have older brothers and sisters all the time. Yeah, but they don't marry people that are older than their older brothers and sisters. How do you know because that? Then, There's plenty of people because then know. they would become the middle child and nobody would know how to address them. Why are you even thinking about this? <laughs> what has caused you to think about this? I don't know. I was watching. Mackenzie doesn't have an older sister, does she? Isn't she a younger sister? Well, she's got an older half-sister. Uh, was that what's got you thinking I'm, about I'm it? I'm not older than her, no. That, well, then why are you thinking about this? If it this? was the case, I, I don't know if I'd get married to her. It's just too awkward. That's, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> this is this is the dumbest conversation we've ever had on this show. Well, okay. Well, let's move on to something else here, okay? Because there's this thing. No, I just want to know why you're thinking about this. I, it popped in. I was watching TV. Why? why? I was watching TV. <laughs> what I don't, were you watching? I, I don't know. It just came into my head. In the, to catch a predator? <laughs> no, it's just weird. It's because you know you think about like nobody knows the difference between their second cousin or their first cousin once removed. Once removed is so hard to f- remember what it is. 
And yeah. I was just, I, I don't know, something about, I so guess I was, to, Are you trying to think of a term for that? For, for yeah. The, uh, for the middle step stepsister? The, the, big, the big brother-in-law. It's not a stepsister, it's a sister-in-law. I mean, it doesn't matter, you don't have to differentiate the ages or it anything. She becomes the middle child. She becomes the middle child. She never had that role before, so how does it affect the birth order? She's 16 years old. <laughs> My sister, who is 17 years older than I am, so she was, she gave me for my 16th birthday the birth order book. So this is what <laughs> this is what caused this is what caused this thought was like no, you had something no, your But get this shit, get this shit, because this is a cool idea. When I turned 16, and, uh, my stepmom had written a letter to. Uh, everybody that was influential in my life, you know, family members and like, you know, coaches and teachers and stuff like that. And she asked him to give me a book that was big for them, you know, their favorite book or an important book or a book they think I should have and to write a little note on the inside of the book for me. And my sister gave me the birth order book, which has like, if you were born second, these are, this is the type of person you are and that kind of stuff. Uh huh. Whatever. It's cool. I'm listening. Mm. Keep no, tell me more about it. Well, no, that's why I said I would affect the birth order, maybe dynamic, because now you're you've been the oldest child forever, and now you're the middle. But child. You're also not living in the same house. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. No, I mean definitely not. Probably not. Maybe. Well. Hello, and welcome to Only Like Their Old Stuff <laughs> episode. I don't even know what the fucking episode is. 15? 14? 15? 14 or 15. I think it's 15. Uh, Batshit potpourri. <laughs> well, I'm going to, going to the website. <laughs> it's episode 15. It's episode 15. 15. Huz- huzzah. <laughs> then we just started with a different way of starting. The show this time. <laughs> the show that we can switch it up. So there, there you the have that. There you have that. Yeah. Welcome. Congratulations. I'm Jeho, and this is Groove. <laughs> and this week we got a special guest on the show, uh, P. Kane. You probably heard us talk about P. Kane before. He's the. Uh, I don't know. What are you, P. Kane? Uh, Introduce yourself. Dude. Hype engine. That's it. I am all about the hype. I jump on the hype yeah. train like nobody's business. If it's if it's coming through town, I was already on it. You're driving the hype train. <laughs> He's the guy that says, all aboard. <laughs> gotta get, get your tickets out. Gotta get everybody hyped. Where do you live? Yeah. What do you I do? live in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, and I do video production stuff. It's my day job. I I tell people I'm a filmmaker, but I got to make money doing other things like uh, shooting and editing, speeches and stuff like that. And appearing as a guest on lucrative podcasts. Um, Absolutely. They pay me so much to show up on this show. It's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. PK and I went to uh, high school together and, um, and then PK came to work at the summer camp that Jeho and I worked at, and um, we lived happily ever after. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, okay, well, 
Awesome. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. You guys have been doing this back. for a long time. I think you invited me for the like the first episode and then never again. Yeah. Well, you know, you probably shouldn't have even said that because usually if we invite somebody and they turn us down, we never talk to them again. <laughs> yeah. I didn't turn you down. It just didn't work out. Lightning doesn't strike twice. Speaking of yeah. lightning doesn't strike twice. Okay, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there before we get to number one fan, number one hater. That phrase, if a tree falls in the woods, but if no one's there to hear it, doesn't make any sound. That makes absolutely no sense to me. Why? What, what the fuck does that mean? Well, I think I think you're you're touching on it. Means that your your ear like to to for something to have sound, something must be there to hear it. Bullshit! It makes sound. Okay. Well, have you ever been there when a tree fell in the forest and you weren't there? Can't <laughs> <laughs> huh? yeah, really prove it, can no, you? No, but every time a tree's fallen, I've heard it. Well, that's the question. Well, you were there. Yeah, but if you were, it's it says that no one's there to hear it. Not if David's that there to hear it. That doesn't make sense, though. I'd like to know where that phrase comes from, and I have a, a suspicion of who's going to give me the answer to that, and I think it's Grizzles. Yeah, he probably it, will. Well, actually. Yeah, I think he knows the answer. It depends on the on the genus of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rosebuds make sound something. Okay, well... So, okay, so Jigga and I have gotten back on the um, I Only Like Their Old Stuff podcast recording regime. We're looking forward to uh, recording on a regular basis again. Part of why we, well, the reason that we stopped recording was to increase demand by lowering supply. And the result was that we got about, I don't know, what, five emails maybe, lots of tweets. And, um... Yeah, mostly like, where the fuck is the show? Well, I was going to get into that. We we got a new number one hater as a result of uh, a lowered supply of I Only Like Their Old Stuff. But was it somebody who was really excited that you weren't supplying as much? <laughs> no, it was somebody that came up, that made a website <laughs> called I Only Like Their Old Stuff's Old Stuff. <laughs> Dude, and made classic. a post. Yeah, he had two posts on it. The first one's called Disappointment. It says, if you're anything like me, you might be wondering why those two losers from IOLTOS, J-Ho and Groove, have disappeared from the podcasting world. There have been several rumors that I don't care to elaborate on at this time, but over the next few weeks I'll be doing some serious undercover reconnaissance work to find out the true story. Stay tuned. Signed off, Dat Dude, if that gives you a little hint as to who it was. And then... There was a, another post today. I don't know if you saw this yet or not. Yeah, I saw it. Oscar Meyer Dicks. IOLTOS was much like a delicious bologna sandwich. Good to the last bite. But J-Ho and Groove decided to throw it away. Who in their <laughs> right mind would throw away a most delish ha- delicious half-eaten bologna sandwich away? <clears throat> Excuse me. These two would. <laughs> as far as information on what these two have been up to, I've made some progress. A little bird told me that they were on vacation. Vacation? Podcasting must be awfully lucrative. Now that I think about it, they really commercialize the show. Another reason why I only like their old stuff. They're so good at what they do, they pro- you probably didn't even realize you were being fed corporate plugs. Put it in your queue. 
obviously they have pinned a deal with Netflix. You can't go two minutes without hearing that bullshit. And don't let J-Ho fool you. He's very manipulative. He claims you 2 is his favorite band, but in reality, he just likes the kickbacks he gets every time he mentions their name. And last <laughs> but certainly not least, Tom Sibley. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard some despicable ways to gain fame, but you, sir, top the <clears> chart <throat> by using your bank account to get access to IOLTOS unassuming listeners. For shame! I remember the days... Of season one, when it was just two guys, one podcast. Better days they were indeed. It won't be long until uh, it won't be long now before I uncover the full story. Stay tuned. I just want to say, if Netflix is out there listening, send us some uh, send us some sponsorship money. Yeah, send me so a what? fourth DVD at a time. Yeah, and uh, they'll also wear T-shirts while doing the show. So. <laughs> Yeah, I've got my uh, Viacom conglomerate T-shirt on right now, <laughs> so you can see. I'll tweet a picture of that. Um, <clears throat> well, so number one fan this week goes to Dat Dude, otherwise known. As- no, that's one number one hater. That's what did I not say that? <laughs> you said number one fan. Well, obviously you got to be a pretty huge fan to uh, <laughs> to create. A- he was number one fan a while back. He was. But not now. Oh, he, he said he was. He's got an about that dude tab. About that dude. I was once <laughs> recognized as an IOLTOS fan of the week. I've been there <laughs> since the start. When others clamored about for uh, when others clamored about for shorter shows, I was the biggest proponent of more content. It's not often that you can get so close to podcast celebrity superstars like Jeho and Groove, but their down to earth nature made me feel like I was a part of the show. But after season one, things changed, and you may have noticed this yourself. And now my guides to all this, to all that is hype or hate have disappeared from the scene. It's my goal to find out what happened, and this blog will be my witness. Respectfully yours, that dude. And that that dude, he bombarded me with with negative emails. This, I mean, uh, negative text messages this week, yeah. chastising me for selling out and saying that. Variety of things. Yeah, he can no longer endorse us. Yeah. Uh, number one hater, that dude. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, that dude, I, I hope you recognize that uh, the spike in hits that you're going to get tomorrow once people start listening to this uh, podcast. And uh, obviously go to your website to see uh, if there's a new post up. So if there's not a new post up... Who's 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 sorry now? Huh? Uh, sure, I'm sure there'll be a new post, uh, you know, saying that uh, you guys are his number one fan or or hater, respectively. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so who's number one fan this week, Jigga? Uh, number one fan is our buddy Zell. Yeah. Out there in cyberspace, he's been he's been tweeting us up a storm, trying to get us to get a new show out. So. uh Zell's been uh, supportive of us for, I don't know, a couple months now, and uh, we're going to hook him up with number one fan this week. Uh, Thanks for your support, You buddy. guys can follow him on Twitter, uh, twitter.com backslash Growldorf, G-R-A-L-D-O-R-P-H, and at reply him and ask him why the fuck that's his name. Um <laughs> He, he as Jigga mentioned to me on the phone earlier today, that he kind of was riding the line a little bit, though. Um, 
<laughs> Pushing it a little bit. He's getting antsy. Where's the show at? He was saved by uh, Dad Dude's hate website because he emailed us twice and outreplied us on Twitter twice. And, you know, there's a fine line between uh, trying to encourage us and, uh, and, and hating on us. So uh, enjoy it this week. Well, I guess yeah, the the line between number one fan and number one hater is a pretty thin one. And it's yeah, it's thin because really we only get like five people that respond <laughs> to us, so we got slim pickings. Any any week you're kind of rolling the dice if you send us an email about whether or not you're going to get mentioned in a in a, a hype or hate way. Uh, Zell used to live in Arkansas. If you listen to the show, you know that we've talked about dude in Arkansas, and now he's out in California at a, um, I think it's like an art school of some type, and um, or maybe it's a design school or something. I'm sure he's going to outreply us on Twitter before we even post this on the website. But he um, he mentioned that, um, or I was thinking today that maybe we should get. Uh, a meet and greet between Clave and Zell. Uh, Clave. Clave. And His name's Clave. His name's Clave. It's not. It's Clave. Get it right. He's mispronouncing it. He's not mispronouncing he it. He needs to get, <laughs> get it right. But I'm thinking that since they're both out in California, I mean, the state's not that big. They could meet up for coffee and talk about art. Yeah. That's what artists do, right? Is <laughs> talk. Yeah. Get some of that Obama money. Spend it on coffee. Sweet. <laughs> what? What's the, what do we got this week for the show? Um, well, we did. We put out in the cyberspace a couple of questions, or we asked for for questions to be answered, or topics to be discussed. And um, I, I I have one, and and it's just in general to you guys, I guess. Uh, I'm wondering who the lamest member of the band is, the drummer, the bassist, lead guitar, or rhythm guitar slash lead singer. Huh? Any band. Who's the most lame? Oh, what instrument is the most lame? Mm, or the person that plays the instrument. Kind of works. Oh, it depends on the band. Oh. What blanket statement? Well, uh, I, think, I think I think I have to agree. Well, you guys are real fun. Well, I'm not gonna like dump on a bassist or anything. I like bass. It's the drummer usually. Like, why is it the drummer? Drummers are awesome. Drummers aren't awesome. What about like what about like the drummer from Def Leppard with one arm? Why are you gonna hate on drummers? Pretty awesome. <laughs> Just gonna hey, hate on drummers. Uh, drummers are cool. Not as cool as the bassist though. And both of them play, you know, supporting roles to the guitar players. Mm-hmm. Who's this? Somebody's calling me. Oh. You're going to answer it while, while yeah, you're... I mean, no, what's going on, you know? No, I'm not going to answer it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess I'll just start down the line, then, of people asking questions. One, uh, well... Our buddy Nate from down in Florida, who was number one fan a, a while ago, uh, asked us to talk about Halloween costumes. And so yeah. I guess, um, do you have a one that stands out in your memory of your favorite or least favorite Halloween costume 
from the past, or maybe do you have a, already have your Halloween costume planned out for this Halloween? Uh, I like, Halloween's my favorite holiday, and growing up, my brother was really into it, and he would always do crazy shit at our house, like make these like ghosts that would fly down from the trees and scare the shit out of kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so I always like was real hyped on it. I don't know. I, I had a. I, I would go out every year. Um, uh, maybe my favorite costume was when I was Daniel son from Karate Kid. <laughs> How old were right you when you did this? Was this like last year or? Yeah. No, it was like I should have gone last year. So, but I, no, I was like uh, I was probably like eleven or twelve. Yeah, I think. Is it the height? I think that my favorite my favorite Halloween kids. costume was was when I was like about like I don't know eight or nine, and it was uh, Dick Tracy. Had like a yellow, oh, yellow yeah. trench coat and like a you know black and red striped tie. Yeah, you, nice. You kind of look like the fish sticks guy, but you told everybody you were Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Dick Tracy. Did um now Jiga when you were eleven or twelve? That was when the Karate Kid came out. I think I was about that age. It was like eighty six. Were you? So I wasn't. No, I was about. I was about nine, I guess, when it came out. Were you interested in girls at all? When you at that age? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can't remember. Okay, because I'm wondering because so. if if I had been old enough, I'm sure that Elizabeth Shue would have been my first crush. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something there, you know. <laughs> yeah. There was something there. It was like, oh, Elizabeth Shue. She's not as yucky as most girls. So. I remember being. Young and watching the adventures in babysitting with my sister and thinking that she was the bee's knees. Oh yeah, she's in that. Yeah, the um. She's in leaving Las Vegas too. Yeah, <laughs> she's not doing much lately. She was in some TV show. I can't remember. Was it on Lifetime? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just um, fishing here, yeah. but it would be a pretty good guess. I did a, uh, I had, when I was, I think it was about fifth grade. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, being young, my mom was fairly protective. And it wasn't, I don't think it was until sixth grade. Yeah. Yeah, I was in sixth grade when I got to go out on Halloween by myself. What? Yeah. With my Really? Yeah. yeah with my friend Damn, Chris Buffkin of the time. He was my best friend in the world. We were in sixth grade. He was a year older than me. He was in seventh grade. And we got to go out for, for the first time ever by ourselves. But so my mom had uh, the same costume that she wore every single year of, on Halloween from the time that, like, she was pushing me in the stroller all the way through fifth grade. And she was an angel. For Halloween, she had this huge gown with these big wings and a halo on top of her head, and she would walk door to door with us. As we, and she would like, and like nothing was that didn't phase her at all, but it totally wigged us out. You know, like nobody (laughs) wanted to go trick or treating with David because his mom was going with him, and she was in a costume too. You know, and like we'd be running by kids that like were in our grade that knew us from school and they would zoom past us, you know, getting lots of treats. But obviously she slowed us down a little bit. So we we didn't get to we didn't get to take a pillowcase out and fill it up. We took like a little grocery bag, you know, and got it like happily filled. And somehow David, just take one. Yeah, yeah, just take one. Yeah, the ball in front of the house. Yeah, so. (laughs) Some, one of, well, 
yeah, some of the most fun I ever had on Halloween was in high school because, you know, by that time I wasn't going trick or treating, but my friends and I would, would hang out at our house and give out candy. Mm-hmm. And, um, like one year we built this coffin with a hole in the side of it. And my friend Ben, uh, he was like made up like a corpse yeah. and he laid in it. And I stood, I stood over it like with the candy bowl and the kids would come over and like, look at, look at him and try to figure out if he was real or not. And then yeah. he would stick his hand out the hole in the coffin and grab their leg <laughs> and they would just take off, man. I can't tell you how much candy was in the front yard after that the next day because they just dropped it and it just fell everywhere, you know, we, it's a good time. Well, so maybe my mom had it right by following us around because my first year when I was in sixth grade that I got to go by myself, my friend and I, um, we thought it was a good idea to ding-dong ditch, you know, and um, (laughs) so I had never done anything bad, you know, like this before, and this was like the ultimate of like horrible things that I had ever done, and so we, my buddy Chris and I, we go out to the front door, we ring the doorbell, we run out to the street, and we hide um, like in the bushes in the front yard and the guy comes out and here we are kind of giggling, you know, whatever. And, and the guy goes back in and then all of a sudden a truck pulls up and slams on its brakes just past us. And these guys get out of the car or the truck or whatever, and they're yelling at us. And I thought that we had just gotten busted for doing a ding-dong ditch, that this guy (laughs) knew what was going on and was going to get us in trouble. And, of course, this being my first Halloween out, you know, I was nervous and scared and all this (laughs) kind of stuff. I'm sure I was about to brought to tears. And and these guys came up to us, they were like, and they snatched our bags of candy and ran back to the car and drove away. Oh man, that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible, man. It's so horrible. That's like there was always like a gang of dudes in my neighborhood that would smash the pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm like, why, dude? Why? Yeah. Why are you? Why are you gonna do I that? I later joined that gang. That was, and oh. it was probably some sort of you know retaliation to those guys that had stolen my candy. And I, I never did anything like that. Was, I, I, respe- I respected Halloween was, too much. There was one year when I was probably like just at the age where I was, you know, probably too old to be trick-or-treating, like maybe like a sophomore in high school, and you're like, yeah, you probably shouldn't go out trick-or-treating, you know? And uh, yeah. Yeah. a bunch of my friends were like, hey, yeah, let's, let's go out trick-or-treating, thinking it would be funny. And uh, we – you know, we're out walking around. Everything's totally cool. And Are you in costume? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, okay. you know, like you know, we're like decked out, playing it up. A car drives by, full of kids about our same age, and they egg us. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's like really embarrassing to like, like the next house we go to, like covered in egg. And it's like, you know, like a pickup truck full of people just, like, throwing eggs at us. And uh, it was really embarrassing because, like, it was like a like a young couple that came to the door. And they're like, oh, come on in. We'll get you cleaned up. And, like, just, oh, there's, oh. there's your treat. Yeah. And there's your treat. too old to be trick-or-treating anyways, and it's kind of obvious. <laughs> How about – what about candy? You got yeah. You guys got any opinions on Halloween candy? I was just actually going to talk about that. I – because I still remember the house. I remember the house that every fucking year it was either an apple or a toothbrush. Oh, that's the worst, man. Don't give me a fucking toothbrush. Get the fuck asshole. out of here. That's, that's like saying, you know, humbug on Christmas. 
Well, some houses when I was a kid would give you a penny. <laughs> the fuck am I going to do with a penny? <laughs> what, what, the, a penny. The candy's cheaper. They, they could have saved money by buying fun-sized candy, yeah. which there's nothing fun about fun-sized, by the way. No, it's just small. Let me, let me give you a fun-sized paycheck. <laughs> That's, oh, man. Yeah, I think, that, I think the, the worst, though, is like when the, the real – There is nothing fun about it. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the worst is like the real generic candy that people would get. Like, you go to some houses and get those little strawberries. I was just thinking the strawberries. shitty-ass strawberries. So that... weird. Like, they're, they're wrapped in the Halloween colors, and I think that there's a hint of peanut butter flavor. It's just chewy and... Gl- yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like, they either come in, like, a gray-black wrapper or a orange wrapper. It's like... They're... Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a peanut butter caramel bullshit. Yeah, it's awful. It's like... Yeah, this is the worst thing. I don't know what it is. It's usually stale because people have them left over from last year. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Dude, I don't even know if they are stale. I just think that like that's the flavor is stale. <laughs> stale flavor. They're like wax. They come in like black and, and orange wax paper. Yes. Like wax. Yeah, yeah. worse. And they're grimy too. They're like um, they've yeah, got, they've got like grit in them. They've got like yeah, sand in them. Yeah, this is sand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like putty. It's like wall putty. Well, that's the ground up peanuts. That lets you know it's real, real <laughs> shitty. <laughs> yeah, you know you're getting pwned. Well, I, you know, I mean, there's there was the the family. Uh, I don't know if you you remember Goodies, the company, like the yeah. clothes retailer. That yeah. that guy is the guy that owned it. Um, they're out of business now. They just went out of business. Two really? Goodies went out of business. Yeah, they went out of business. That but, over, over in Fox Economy, 10, right? I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Exactly. So, okay, so uh, the next year, seventh and eighth grade, I got to go with my friends that live because Fox Den, Village Green, and some other neighborhood. They all you could walk in between those neighborhoods without going on a main road. You, you, those three neighborhoods came together, and so that was like the ultimate West Knoxville trick or treat station. And um, the guy that owned Goodies didn't want to come to his door, so he left bowls of candy out on the front porch. But he left king size everything. That was, that was where everybody went first. You had to go there <laughs> yeah. before the sun went down because they, I mean, they had king size Reese cup, Baby Ruth, Snickers, Milky Way. Everything, you name it, they, and everything was – I mean, you're talking like you went to that house, filled up your bag with all those king-size everything, and then you went and smashed pumpkins for the rest of the night. That's, that's, that's what we did that's, for two years. Well, let me, let me tell you, I'm so old that uh, when I went trick-or-treating, they didn't even have king-size. <laughs> They just had regular size and fun size. That was it. That's funny that fun size existed before king size. Yeah, fun size should be the king size. <laughs> that ought to be the fun size. Fun size. Let's get this shit out of here. It's fun. <laughs> More fun than, than satisfying size candy. It's fun to make fun of. Well, I tell you this. I have never been one to dispense the candy. Um, and yeah. now that Mackenzie and I are living here in this residential neighborhood, I'm thinking we're going to get trick or treaters. And, and let me give you a little something here, because it has to do with this. And, and um, you're not going to be the apple and toothbrush guy. No, it's going to be better. Okay, hear me <laughs> anything is better than the apple. And toothbrush. <laughs> hear me out. The um, okay, so I've been letting my cats outside during the day now. 
and <clears throat> it's been they've been going in out during the day, and I've been bringing them in at night. And um, two weeks ago, on uh, two Fridays ago, I came home and Bruce Bruce had been laying in the yard all day and not moved. And that's not very characteristic of him. He usually comes over. They both actually, they usually stay near the house, but they run to the car when I pull in the driveway because, you know, they get petted and loved on and stuff. And um, and Bruce Bruce hadn't moved all day. So I, I get home about 12.30 a.m. on Friday night slash Saturday morning, and Bruce Bruce has curled up, and he hadn't moved all day. So I go and I pick him up, and he feels, like, warm, like warmer than he usually does. And I bring him in the house. He's limping. He's not eating. He's not really being responsive at all. So I, I go to the after-hours emergency clinic, and he's got this big sack of fluid in his shoulder. And they're like, we've got to put him under because he's not letting us examine it, whatever, whatever. So they're like, you, you may as well go home, and we'll call you. And at 4.30 in the morning, I get a call, and they said that he had this – infection and it came from what they thought was a bb gun because it was a perfectly spherical wound there were no scratches around it no bite marks nothing and the vet was like i've seen this before it's got to be a bb gun and so i'm pissed you know i mean the cat had to get a drain put in his shoulder he had to have one of those cone collars elizabethan collar around his neck he had stitches. I had to give him pain medication for three days. I had to give him antibiotics twice a day for a week. You know, I mean, the cat God. was fucked up. Like, he had, like, they brought him in, and they realized, I mean, like, it was all cool and everything. And then the, the, the aide took his temperature, and she looked at me, and she looked back down at the cat, and she picked him up. She's like, I have to take him back to the, to the doctor immediately. Cat was running 106 and a half temperature. And they usually, they're at like 100, 101 degrees, and so like 106 is really intense for them or whatever, and they had to put him on like ice packs and put yeah. a fan on him and shit like that. And so, I mean, whatever. So somebody in the neighborhood shot my cat with a BB gun. So obviously, naturally, I'm going to find the culprit by just, you know, blanket punishment. Every kid that comes to the house for <laughs> trick or treat, I'm going to punch him right in the face. And say fuck you, you know, and they'll they'll go away satisfied. One of them will know that that's why. And I think the um, the other ones have done something worth being punched in the face. (laughs) I think the police might get involved at that point. (laughs) That's what they they said trick or treat, and I said trick prank. (laughs) Prank. Last year I was here in Wilmington and I was giving out candy and uh, my roommate and her friend were watching uh, that show True Blood, <laughs> um, the vampire show, and um, that show is basically like vampire porn. I don't know if you've ever seen oh, it. Yeah. It's just like oh, you know, it's, half half the show is dialogue, half the show is vampires having sex. <laughs> and they were watching that and like I guess they didn't realize like how uh, you know I I don't it just started coming on yeah, and, and uh, the show was. Well, yeah, and the the TV says like right near the door, and I was giving out candy, and so of course, right when a bunch of kids and parents come up, I open the door, and there's like <laughs> vampires having sex on the TV. <laughs> I was like giving out candy and going, uh, I'm sorry. Happy Halloween! It's yes, not just I'm porn; sorry. it's vampire Halloween porn. Yeah, it's 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 themed. <laughs> I closed the door. I was like, uh, I think y'all ought to turn that down or something. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. 
Giving out candy's fun though, man. I like it. I like seeing the kids' costumes. Yeah. You know, I like punishing the kids with the shitty costumes and rewarding the kids with the good costumes. Yeah. Oh, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. My last summer with my mom. Uh, this yeah. is the, in regards to the con, the the costume bullshit. I was that kid the whole time. Every year, I ha- I got a mask because I forgot how shitty it was from the year before. And so, you know, I had like a mask that was like plastic or whatever. And it like it was I would have to pull the mask away from my neck for it to drain halfway through the yeah. night because I'd be sweating so bad. And um, and my last year, I was so stupid. It was so stupid. I, uh, I was an IRS agent. And um, so I, I, I wore a suit and my mom thought it would be a good idea to get some of that that um, colored hairspray. And she sprayed my hair blue. Because I guess that was yeah. the only color we had, and um, and I I wrote on a piece of like paper, like lined paper. I wrote IRS on it, and I carried a briefcase around, and that's what I put my candy in. Yeah, it was stupid, and there's still a picture of it. And all these kids that went with us, <laughs> like they were all like really awesome costumes. And then there's me just wearing a suit with a piece of paper taped. Shitty of ass costume. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was really disappointed in myself, but yeah, I always hate it when kids come up and they don't have any costume on. I'm like, get the fuck out of here! You're getting... <laughs> you gotta work for this candy, all right? And it's not that hard. No, no, it's not. Put a fucking football jersey on or something. There you go. Yeah. I'm a high schooler. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're an asshole. Now get out <laughs> you're of here. An the costumes that I was, that I never liked was uh, like dead anything. You're just like. You just dress up normal, splash a little blood on. You're like, oh, I'm dead. I'm like, yeah, that costume sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I do have a, a sweet Halloween decoration that I'm going to be putting out on October 1st, which is tomorrow. Um, I, which, you know, my old neighborhood, you know, my neighbors hated me or whatever, and they had asked me to take down via note in the mailbox to take down my Christmas ornaments like three days after Christmas. And, um, <laughs> and so my, my, Fuck that. we always take ours down on like New Year's, New Year's Day. Day. Yeah. Well, yeah. my, uh, my stepmom got me a, um, this, it's like a zombie. It's like, uh, only the, from like the waist up, but from the waist down, all that's hanging out of the shredded shirt that this zombie's wearing is like the spine, the spinal cord or whatever. And then he's he's being hung by a noose, <laughs> yeah. but he's got his arms over his head. And at any sound that gets made triggers the the effect, and the the zombie starts screaming and pulling himself up on the noose. And and it's really. It, it's well done. It's so disturbing and tacky, and I can't wait to hang it outside the house. Oh, that's going to get shot with a BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. The cats aren't going to want to come in the front door anymore because of that thing. Nah. It goes on just a little bit too long, too. <laughs> I hate it when you're in a store and you're messing with something like that, and it starts, you know, like... I did it the other day when I was in the store. I was messing with some kind of little ornament like that, and it just goes off, and then it keeps going. <laughs> and you feel bad walking away from it because you know that people are watching you walk or, like, flee from it. Yeah. Like, yesterday I was in this thrift shop, and I was messing around with with something, and it started going off, and I just kind of stood there and acted like I was interested in seeing what <laughs> it was going to do. It just went on and on and on, and I just kind of, like, because there was people all around me. It's kind of like, like when you're driving and uh... – 
you start your car starts to drift lanes you don't realize it and then you're like you turn on your blinker halfway through and just act like you were changing lanes <laughs> yeah 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 the soft lane change I did that on my way home tonight <laughs> Like, hey, yo, I'm just going uh, to see what this lane looks like over here. You don't want to overcorrect and come back into the original right. lane. Yeah, that's even, that's even worse. Way, yeah, because <laughs> then you're scared, too. Yeah, I wasn't text messaging. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing a lot more of that lately. I've been getting into my, like, old man driving where, like, I'm, I'm judging the habits of others. Even you text message while you I, drive, though. I know, I was just about to Like say. a motherfucker. <laughs> but I, I was, like, looking to my right and saw this, you know, this college girl texting while driving, and I just gave her the squinty-eyed and shook my head no, you know? As, I, <laughs> as you were texting me. <laughs> I usually, I know that when you're texting, you usually are in the car driving. <laughs> well, it's a great time to text, multitask. At, yeah. We're taking a shit. Yeah. Those, are, those are the best times to text. Well, that's usually when I make my phone calls. <laughs> great. That's great. <laughs> well, how well. I, you know, uh, it's only awkward. It's not awkward to the person that you're on the phone with. It's awkward to the person that comes into the bathroom midway. And oh, yeah, while you're, talking, while you're to talking to somebody? Yeah, yeah, and you're like, so what's up? <laughs> like, is that guy really? Uh, if you're in a public bathroom. Yeah. yeah. So you you like I think answering your phone is just as awkward because whoever whoever else is in the bathroom they they know that you're just you're lying because they're like hey what's up oh what do oh nothing I'm just uh, at the store you know just sitting like, here yeah everybody else in the bathroom okay. it's like he's lying he's taking a shit <laughs> how long do you sit in the stall if somebody else comes into the bathroom how long do you sit in the stall in order to, like, try not to have to look at them. <laughs> to avoid the walk of shame. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I, come I don't out, know. I come out loud and proud. I bust open that door and, you know, grunt. Like a gunslinger out. walking yeah. into a saloon. Oh, totally. I, like, I have well, my belt hanging out. I, I try to still be uh, dressing myself as the door is swinging open. <laughs> you just got out with your pants around your ankles. <laughs> I, I'm like real. I'm real public bathroom shy. I kind of have a phobia of public bathrooms. So like, I don't know. I, I give it some time. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm if I use a public bathroom anyway. I've had a problem like, with the urinal, but it's like you know, if, if I gotta take a shit, I gotta take a shit. That's all there is to it. How come the urinal is never at the right height? <laughs> like you would think that like eventually I would find a urinal that was my right height, you know, but never. It's almost uh, it's always just too tall or too short or too long. Always. Yeah. I like, I like the ones that are too it's long like, that are just like on. the entire wall. They're like they're about up to your chest. They go down to the floor. You can't you can't miss, you know. Let's <laughs> splash back a lot. Yeah, just the other wall. <laughs> Wait, yeah, you, yeah you end up standing too close to those. Yeah, I um just today I was in the public bathroom and there was a guy that came in to go pee and there's just one stall and one urinal in this bathroom it's in one of the academic buildings and um and I I had timed it just right to where he I was like I knew that he was at midstream so he wasn't going to be able to uh, turn around you know as I was coming out to wash my hands but as soon as I opened the door the door to the um to the bathroom itself opened up and not only was the guy walking in and he had to obviously use the the stall that I had just dropped a bomb in <laughs> but there was also like a girl walking behind him that like 
opening both doors, the stall door and the door of the bathroom at the same time, creates a perfect line of sight straight to the guy coming out of the stall. So she and I were the ones that made eye contact, not me and this guy. <laughs> and, uh, it's awkward. Yeah, and so I got to wash my hands, and I could hear the guy uh, pulling the toilet paper off the roll to put it on the seat <laughs> because my big bearded ass was came out of the bathroom sweating, and he, he didn't want to have anything to do with that toilet seat. <laughs> It was it was really awkward. Was, I'm surprised that I actually uh, recounted that story. <laughs> yeah, I, I had I had an awkward moment similar to that, but I was I was going to the uh, I was in the McDonald's just down the street, and it the same scenario. If you open up the door and the stall door is open, you can see straight into that stall. Mm-hmm. So I swing the door open. It's like a, it's a morning. The place is fairly crowded. And the first thing that I notice is a, uh, like, caution, you know, wet floor sign. And my gaze goes up. I don't know why, but there's a guy taking a shit, and the door is wide open. So it's like every – I go, oh, my God. (laughs) 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 So what makes it worse is I call attention to it. He says, excuse me, fairly loud from the bathroom. Then everybody in the McDonald's is, like, looking, (laughs) you know? (laughs) <laughs> wow. It's incredibly wow. awkward. Wow. He, 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 was, he was a lot older, too. He was like, you know, an old man. So this is really embarrassing for everyone. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. The, um, he's just going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yeah, he, don't, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. The, um, well, this... this Surprised he's not pooping in the middle of the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> um... Schmunky, and I really, I don't want to stay on bathroom humor, but, uh, but, but I'm going to, it's not, no, it's really not that bad. Um, it's number one, not number two. Um, the, uh, (laughs) Schmunky, um, you know, we put the, the, the question out to people, you know, if they had anything for us to talk about and Schmunky sent us a text message that said, talk about stupid, but funny ideas you had as a kid. And, um, and I don't know if this qualifies, but it's definitely stupid, and I'll let you to be the judge whether or not it's funny or just sad. But um, when I was a kid, I used to get frustrated <laughs> that I couldn't walk through walls. And <laughs> I I got so pissed. I mean, I was – it was second it – was, it was after second grade. I know that because of the house that I was in. But it wasn't, I mean, obviously I wasn't in middle school. I was somewhere in between second, third, or fourth grade. And I was pissed that I couldn't walk through the wall. So I, so I just peed in the corner of my bedroom. Because <laughs> your bathroom was on the other side of that wall? Exactly. <laughs> I had to pee. I wanted to go to the bathroom. And I, I literally, I walked into the wall and I got pissed. So I just unzipped and peed in the corner. And that's that's that's, that's disturbing. <laughs> that's like I asked up to that's, who yeah. who shoots cats with BB guns as a rhetorical question, and Sepku goes, "I know serial killers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's going to graduate to the dog next, but yeah, so I. I, I used to want to be able to walk through walls and couldn't understand the laws of physics. So I took matters into my own hands. 
Do you guys have any stupid and funny ideas when you were a kid? Um, I can't think of any. I tried to think of some when he and said that. I don't know. It's like I people would would tell me like embarrassing stories about me when I was little, but I don't I don't really remember. Uh, I don't really remember any of them like myself like firsthand. Yeah. Any anyone that stands out there? Or just uh, a, that was just well, a general. No, I mean, I, I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it wasn't like as stupid as it was like cute. So, I don't, I don't know if it's quite appropriate for for like a comical uh, podcast like this. Oh, this is funny, <laughs> dude. Peeing <laughs> in the corner of a room is pretty funny. I don't, <laughs> I, don't think, well. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever just relieved myself in my room like knowingly, or I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna pee in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it as being in my room. See, that's the thing. I saw it as saying, fuck you, wall, you know, or fuck you, whatever. Yeah, you really should, wall. <laughs> yep. Helgerson well, um, also had a uh, suggestion to talk about fall sweater fads. <laughs> what is that? What the fuck is that? Well, I will say this, that um, – I think I know what he's talking about because I'm I'm here at, at NC State now, and there's a very different trend here than um, what I'm used to, and it's so much more like um, that website. Look at this fucking hipster. That I yeah. I see those fucking hipsters everywhere I go, and there was it's not cold here yet at all. Actually, this week was the first week where like the weather turned, you know, and it turned to yeah. the point to where it's like. Today it was like 68 degrees at 9 in the morning, you know, but by the afternoon it was like 75, 76, and then, you know, it got cold again at night. But um, last week it was still high 70s, low 80s, and there was a there was a girl sitting in a coffee shop outside with um, with a sweater on and a scarf outside in the sun and I was walking in shorts and a t-shirt and sweating profusely <laughs> and I just looked at her with with uh, rage that I couldn't control and I you know I had to keep walking but there's a so fall sweater fads what I'm seeing around here a lot is is the equivalent uh, the sweater equivalent of skinny jeans which is like really kind of ratty obviously doesn't keep warmth into the body but um but really hip sweaters which is like paper thin sweaters that are they just don't seem to be serving any type of practical purpose and maybe that's because it's still so warm and those kids will get some nice wool sweaters later in the in the in the season but for now there's lots of sweaters and scarves all paper thin I'm I'm so out of the hipness that I don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> I don't even know I got some hoodies yeah some hoodies I think those like button-up cardigan things are like popular right yeah. now with the hood on. Yeah, real. The, not even with the hood, generally, but but those with the very. They look like a jacket. The you know, it's not like a it's not like a Mister Rogers cardigan. Oh, cause see, I see, I've seen Mister Rogers cardigans already. That well, those are out there, but there's like these new cardigans that are longer and it has a hood on it. It looks kind of like a jacket. I don't know. Mm, I can't wait to see some emo haircuts with a underneath a, a hoodie with buttons. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, okay, well, moving right along to E. Weezy, uh, who wanted us to talk about, Please. he said, NFL or NCAA and why? 
NFL. I'm loving the football season. I, I can't stand college football. I just cannot stand it. I can't get into it. I wasn't a fan of my college football team. And, well, that, um, that actually adds, he does say, how are the Gamecocks going to finish? Who fucking cares? <laughs> I don't get I hope they fucking lose. I love it when they lose. So why, what is the specific reason why the NFL is better than college football? Well, I just, like, number one, I don't like the fact that college football doesn't have a playoff system mm-hmm. because every fucking sport in the universe has a playoff system to crown a champion, mm-hmm. you know? And so that bugs me, and um, I just, like, I, I don't know. I just I just get into the pro games more. My I got pro football from my dad because my dad loved pro football and as a kid, and it took me until I really got into college before I really caught on to it, and it was something I bonded with him over. And, I think um, a lot so, of that, that, that's probably the same for most everybody, you know, in general, how they get into whether or not they start out with college football or pro football, because for me, being only a couple miles, you know, like four miles from UT Nayland Stadium, I was college football all the way until like right. three years ago. I didn't care about pro. It was the cliche of, oh, they don't care about it, and it's their heart's not in it, and these kids in college are trying to, you know, do the best they can. And, and then it clicked. I'm thinking, why are the college kids playing so hard? Because they want to be in the NFL. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, that, that's where it is. That's where the real shit happens. And, um, yeah. and so I, I don't know. I mean, like, it's if I want to see um, rivalries, then I'll watch some college football. But if I want to see good football, I'll watch in the NFL. There's a lot more. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot more passing that goes on in, in pro football. Yeah, I just like the game better. You know, like I just it's a different game, really. There's a lot different. That's why a lot of the good college players don't make it in the NFL because. It's yeah, just it's like there's different little nuances to it. So. I mean, I, I remember back in the day seeing some statistics about, like, high school players that go on to play in college and then college players that go on to play in the pros, and it was mind-boggling how small yeah. the amount of players that even go on to play in college are, you know, like a D1 school. Yeah, right, right. From there that go on to play in the pros. It's like, I mean, it's single-digit percentages that go from right. college to pro. See, I, I didn't grow up in a college town, so that's part of it, too. If I grew up in a college town, I might have been more influenced by it. But, like, my family, like, we didn't really have – there's two major schools. You're either, like, a Clemson person or a, a USC person in South Carolina usually. Yeah. And, like, my family – like, my dad will watch either of those teams, you know? Yeah. Like, he doesn't he doesn't root for one or the other. And he, he likes college football all right, but I just I just don't get into it. I, but I, I have a theory. I, you know, people say that base, baseball is our national pastime. I think that college football is our national pastime, honestly. Well, but there was a convincing article that was made uh, or argument that was made about NASCAR being the national pastime because that's the number one most watched, quote, unquote, sport in America. Yeah, really? Yeah, that more people I don't watch know. NASCAR than – but, I mean, it's a, that audience – group is very specific whereas like football and baseball that's a lot more of a diverse sport you know what i mean right you know, like nascar is fairly uh we'll just say old school <laughs> you know i mean that's i just i don't know i also think that our i also think that college football is equivalent to how uh soccer or football is in another country in other countries in the world you know for us like i think people get more fanatical about college football than any other sport 
myself. Sure. I guess uh, part of the national pastime, well, no, you can't make that argument because there's cricket. But, yeah, I mean, rugby is to football what cricket is to baseball, and so it's not really American-American in that, you know, it's not like like NASCAR where that did come from organically from America, you know. Right. Um, But... Know, well, Ken, are you I'm big into football, though? Because you grew up in a college town. I did, but I am not. I don't know. Just and now, a... you, now you live in a in a pro market. You know. You yeah, I've out. been to a game in your your town there, yeah, Kane. I'm into a I, Titans game. I have not. Just uh, not into it. Yeah. You gotta go, man. It's fun. P Dog took me. I've never gotten to go to a pro game. I, I'd like to do that, but I can't imagine that going to. I, I feel like I grew up going to the best stadium in the country, and so going to any other stadium is going to be like a step down or a letdown. I took my dad on Thanksgiving a few years back to see the Falcons and the Colts play. It was fun. It's fun to go to the pro games. Yeah, they're expensive though. Yeah, too expensive, especially the way the economy is right now. It's just really expensive. Oh, and this I watched the suit. I watched the Super Bowl with old P. Kane there in Nashville once. It's yeah. when my when my Colts won, the year that my Colts won. <laughs> we were at P. Dog's house. Really? Yeah, P. Kane rolls up in like a, a trench coat, <laughs> and some cigarettes. What? Like P. Kane. Oh, I'm here. in art school. Must I'm in like crazy. Must have looked like a crazy person. Yeah, definitely didn't crazy. look like a football fan. That's for sure. <laughs> um, e Weezy always asks. Uh, he also asks, when is he going to get his guest appearance? <laughs> yeah, keep waiting for that one, buddy. It's coming. You'll 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 be on the symposium that we're going to have on. Let us know. Do you want E Weezy on the show or not? Right in. Yeah, send us an email. I only like their old stuff at gmail dot com. Do you want E Weezy to get on this mic, Rafone? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he has one more question. I assume Good it's gosh. a question. He just gave, he said, COD4 or COD5, which that question would have been appropriate like three years ago um, when COD5 came out. <laughs> but I guess he wants to know whether or not COD4 is better than COD5. Which I think talk about COD5 is not out yet. COD5 is out. It's Isn't Call it? of Duty World at War. The, well, That's not COD5, though. It's not considered COD5. Well, then there's not going to be a COD5. Because Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2. 2. Yeah, right. that's, that's the sixth installment. The fifth installment is World at War. World at War well, sucks. Mean, yeah. Period. That question's I, been answered by everybody. And I fucking called that shit before it was bought. <laughs> Nobody listened to me. I was like, this game sucks. And everybody's like, no, no, it's going to be good. <laughs> I tell you what, we've been getting back in a COD4 um, in preparation to uh, to have our fingers ready for uh, Modern Warfare 2 that's coming out 11-10-09, um, or 11-11-09, I don't know, whatever, it's in November, beginning of November, and uh, I'm really hyped for it. I'm hyped for it too, man. Are you going to get it? Yeah, yeah. COD4 is like, man, that game is great. I just like I got onto that game late, yeah. and I still have. I've, I've I've played that game more than I've played just about any video game ever. I finally ranked up to the last prestige. Yeah, just enough time to start. A I won't ever game. get it. Yeah, 
Dude, yeah, I've been watching. There's one no way I'm ever gonna get there. Schmonky <laughs> yeah. ranked up to the last prestige on three different accounts. <laughs> he's, he's played like he's got too much time on his he's hands. Cumulatively over his three accounts, I think he played something like sixty odd days. Jesus. Good God, days. That's like uh, more time than that's like as much time as people spend on World at Work or like World of Warcraft. Was that game? <laughs> yeah, World of, World of, World of Warcraft. Warcraft at War. <laughs> World I was, trying, I was like World War. at War. What? <laughs> There's a guy that actually plays Warcraft in the in the lab at work, it, like where I'm in school. He sits and he pulls up his little Mac computer. And he plays by himself with just the AI characters. He's not even playing with, like, anybody else. And he gets paid to do it, so I guess more power to him. Sadness. <laughs> yeah, he is kind of sad. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he seems sad. Like, he's always... he's <laughs> always a very unhappy person. He's like, he frowns a lot, you know? He's, like, frowns and he... Loneliest of the lonely. He answers, like, questions with falling intonation, like... Ah, ah. <laughs> whatever everything, everything he says is a sigh yeah yes everything he says is a sigh okay moving on to uh, potato potato clave clave um, he asks where did we go for all these weeks that question has been answered increased demand by lowering supply he says what happened with Groove's dog I found a new home for the dog and um we talked about that. Yeah, didn't I know thought we phone. did. Um, he says, do you still want that poster I made for you guys? And I say, of course, but I don't want you to give it to me for free. I'm saving the money to send to you. Cause yeah, and if that kid wouldn't have shot the cat with a BB gun, you'd already have the money. Yeah, for it. yeah by the way, that was uber expensive. Um, but I'm sure it was. It'll... At my house, we'd have to make some tough decisions. So, or, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like... Modern Warfare 2, just kind of jumping around here, is you, you might be able to get some, uh, you know, you can spend the extra money and you can get the night vision goggles. And because your cat's been shot with a BB gun, I think it's a good investment. So you can, like, figure <laughs> out who this kid is, you know? You can, you yeah. Can hide out in the bushes with your night vision goggles on. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second because, I mean, a lot of people that listen to this podcast don't play video games. They don't like it when we talk about video games. But you can spend $150 and buy this video game, and it comes with a pair of night vision goggles. Now, what video game? Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> Modern Warfare 2. You could buy the deluxe edition. Like when Halo 3 came out, you could buy the deluxe edition, and you would get a <sighs> tiny helmet that didn't even fit on your head. But if you buy Mo- helmet, if you man. buy Modern Warfare 2, you get a set of night vision goggles with a 30 meter range. <laughs> What? What? And we? I know a guy that did it. War Dog bought it. War Dog. Oh God! War Dog's been that's such a ripoff. <laughs> that's I mean, like, I mean, that's the equivalent of buying a box of cereal because you think you might get a cool toy inside. Only like times a million. Because like yeah. I was trying to think of, of practical purposes for night vision goggles, and the only one I could come up with is if I decided that I didn't want to turn on a light to go to the bathroom. It's like the only time I can see myself actually using night vision goggles. When it's probably more of a hassle to put on those goggles and try to operate. It's, 
Exactly. Like, yeah. But you know, it's like it's like what do you what do you need night vision goggles for? They're, like, sure, if I I'll maybe if I want to play disc golf at night or something, like I don't I'm know. The if you want to keep the dust from settling on your picture frames, get some <laughs> night vision goggles because then the dust is going to be spread out evenly over your picture frames and the night vision goggles. I'm interested to see what War Dog does with his night vision goggles. Night vision goggles. Night vision goggles. Night vision goggles. $150. You could probably get them for 30 at Walmart. I don't know. You'll be able to get them for th- you'll be able to get them for 30 on eBay after that <laughs> comes out. People realize how shitty they are. Yeah, I mean, I just, I was, how much they don't fucking need those things. Yeah, I mean, I was I was thinking like, yeah, that that's a pretty cool toy, but you'd probably use it all of once. As soon as you open it, you'd turn off all your lights and put them on. And then realized that you could see everything just fine when you had your lights on. <laughs> I mean, the only time that, yeah, I mean, the only other time you would need night vision goggles other than going to the bathroom in the dark is if you're on an island and the electricity goes out and there's dinosaurs running around. <laughs> and you're stuck in the back of a Ford Explorer and you use those. That's the plot for Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's exactly what it comes from. That kid, he goes in the back, you know, and he pulls the night vision goggles on, and the insurance guy's like, are those things heavy? He's like, yeah. Then he goes, well, then they're expensive. Put them down. So then he pulls out the flashlight, which his sister uses is to attract the attention of the T-Rex. Uh, yeah. Yes. Love that as a, as a kid. I had a crush on that girl when I was a kid. The girl in that. I was about her age that time that it came out. I was like, nice. Ariana Richards. Yes, ma'am. Whatever what happened to her? Uh, it, <laughs> I actually Wikipedia'd her last week. Oh, God. <laughs> Going through yeah, all she, the magic she's an girlfriends. Ar- she's an artist now. Oh, really? This is the second time I've had this, like, Wikipedia uh, coincidence. Something happened today, and I, I Wikipedia somebody who was – oh, Colin Quinn. Oh, that's talking, right. That's for some reason, I, I Wikipedia him last week. But, yeah, Ariana Richards is an artist now, and she's trying to break back into acting. <laughs> she got a little typecast after being the little girl in Jurassic Park, you know, but, you know, she's in her 30s now. She's ready to, to move on to some other roles. She's thinking about starring in Jurassic Park 6, which is going straight to video. <laughs> oh, no. Did, uh, yeah, not really. Did you see the picture of her? Yeah, she's yeah, she's she kind of peaked. <laughs> <laughs> kind of peaked when she was young. Right. Yeah. She kind of peaked right before puberty. So, was that too far? But damn, yeah, when I was twelve years old, <laughs> she was the hotness. Oh, uh, that's like Clarissa. Dude, that was a pretty good one. My my childhood crush was also on Nickelodeon, and it was uh, Ellen from Pete and Pete. What about Alex Mack? Oh, uh, yeah. Who's Alex Mack? Never mind. Um, <laughs> the, um, I, you know, my, for me it was, um, what's her name from Seinfeld? Julia Louise Dreyfus. Really? Yeah, always. <laughs> You're weird. Always. <laughs> my friend Ben likes her a lot. Always. She's got she's, a strange shape. I think she's good looking. She's all. She's all right. Yeah, she is. Continue. And she's a talented yeah. actress, so. Moving right along, um, so yeah, um, okay, uh, Edward Baldwin, uh, previous guest on I Only Like Their Old Stuff, I think episode 14, Big Dickin, 
Um, he needs to know the hypeness on Nightmare of Elm Street trailer, the new trailer for the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street coming out in 2010, April of 2010, I believe. Yeah. And uh, did you watch this, Jake? Yeah, I, I watched the trailer. I, now, all these like reboots of these classic horror movies – I like in general. I like the originals a lot better, you know. And I'm not a huge fan of that genre anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, I saw the new uh, Friday the Thirteenth that came out. It was actually the first movie that my girlfriend and I had gone to see. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It wasn't that good. I wasn't that into it. But this trailer looked kind of good, man. I don't know. Like it, the sto- the Nightmare on Elm Street is like ridiculous as those other stories but it's ridiculous in a way that they can make something cool out of it because it has to do with dreams so i think they could make it less campy and more um you know more like a really scary cerebral kind of thing you know do you think it's a good choice though to leave being campy because isn't that kind of what made it work in the first place uh, I don't know. I think that's what made like I think that's what made like uh, Friday the Thirteenth work. Right. But that's what I'm saying is that Nightmare on Elm Street actually has kind of a cool premise that this guy like can get into your dreams and like attack you in your dreams. You know. Yeah. So I think there's more of a more of an opportunity to do some kind of weird, you know, stuff with that 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 makes it kind of scary and maybe a little more realistic. It looks like they're not going funny at all with it. Yeah. So. Have you seen the trailer, PK? Yeah, I, I I don't understand why anyone would ask you guys if you have if if you're looking forward to a remake of anything just based on the title of your show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but in general, I do not like remakes, but because I only like their old stuff. Because I, I don't see the point in most of them, but there's been some that I think work. Well, I don't know. But so this what do you is think, just I mean, PK. Well, dude, I mean, uh, I'm actually not a very big fan of uh, horror movies in general. So, like, it's not something that I'm especially looking forward to. I'll watch it when it's on Netflix. I'm probably not going to go see it in the theater. Oh, we just got paid $30 for you saying Netflix. Ding. Ding. <laughs> um, so, so we each get 10 bucks well, from that? since. Oh. I think that what I'm really – no, that's not how No, no, I mean – I get thirty. Jigga gets thirty. Get, you get zero. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I should get sixty, I, and you guys shouldn't get any because I've said it. Really, one of the main reasons that I'm like hyped about it at all is because of the casting. I think that that it what is it Jackie Earl Haley yeah. is the is playing Freddy Krueger, and I think it's perfect. I mean, because yeah. I mean, the, Robert England or whatever his name was that played Freddy in the original movies, he made those movies, you know, because he was so good at that role. Um, and this guy, like, he fits the same kind of... Jackie Earl Haley is so. counting his lucky stars that he's finally getting some roles because Hollywood wants some ugly motherfuckers in their movies now. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. He's in that new Leonardo DiCaprio movie, too. Oh, really? I didn't even know. I don't even know that, what that um, is. The one about the island or whatever. Um, uh, like, remaking the uh, the beach? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a Robert... Uh, not Rob. <laughs> Martin Scorsese movie. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know he's in that. I forget uh, what the name like of that is. The, the 26th person patient or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. That's not the name of it, but that's right. one of the plot points. Yeah. Well, I uh, yeah, I, I don't really care. I'm not gonna see it. I don't like I, he, the least scary 
horror movie will keep me up a minimum of two nights. So <laughs> it, it doesn't affect me like that, but I don't know. I, don't, I have to be strong for Mackenzie. And I'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she loves it, man. She loves shitty horror. She that's her number one favorite genre of movie is shitty horror. Really? Like, see, some people get into that. I just I I like it in small doses. Oh, uh, she uh, yeah, she would watch it every day. Just seek it out. I mean, know? we watched fuck. We watched uh, Last House on the Left. That's not really a horror movie. That's more like a terror yeah. movie. The yeah. Strangers. I mean, it doesn't. It's doesn't Pirate the Strangers is pretty. Good. Yeah, it's good if you if you're not good. Uh, I don't even know what that means. P. Yeah. P. Kane. P. commented. He had a he had a suggestion. This is before we asked him to come on the show tonight. <laughs> he said, um, "Doing shit to relive your childhood." Dot dot dot. You know the shit we do every day. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but pretty much uh, I'm constantly uh, doing stuff to that I did when I was a kid. You know, it's like I, just ways that I entertain myself throughout the day, uh, like or doing stuff like you know seeking out things like you know playing playing video games, reading comic books, like stuff that like I told myself when I was little. Like you better never like if you ever. Like stop doing this, then you're you're a sellout. You know, like like you, you enjoy this, and if you enjoy it, no matter how not cool it is, like don't quit doing it just because grownups don't do it. You know. Yeah, a lot of that's just changed. Like our our generation is is like our generation just holds on to the past. Yeah, we really right, hold yeah. on to that stuff, and, and we're able to because of like because of the advent of DVD and because of YouTube and things like that. It's like you can see all these old cartoons you used to watch, all these old TV shows, like all this stuff in the past that you know when we didn't have this technology, it wasn't as readily available. You know, so like I find myself getting on YouTube and looking up old stuff from when I was a kid, like things that I'll remember, and I can't really remember what the title was, but I like <laughs> so search around for something for a kind, while. Of, kind of similar. Like yeah, I think that. You know, they could grow and shrink, so I'm just going to start there. <laughs> yeah, and you'll find that shit. And, like, I, I find myself watching these old cartoons and shit that I watched as a kid. And sometimes I'm like, man, that was really good. And then sometimes I'm like, man, I was a dumb kid. That was stupid <laughs> That's shit. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah, about five years ago, I was cleaning out my stuff. I found my old VHS tape of Dino Riders. Yeah, yeah, that Dino shit. Riders. That, that, that turned out to be good. <laughs> just the premise of people being able to have the ability to speak to dinosaurs <laughs> and ride them and domesticate dinosaurs. You know what? It, it's a shame that you, you don't get high anymore because that probably would have been real good. <laughs> <laughs> Shit would have been a drama. <laughs> I would have been trying to fucking take the that's the Harvey Weinstein to reboot. You be calling me and shit. Man, you never guess what I just saw on the fucking TV. It was, it was like a reality. Dinosaurs, man. Dinosaurs are cool, dude. I've been talking to... I, I wish I like had bought the stock in dinosaurs like 30 years ago. <laughs> dinosaurs never go out of style, man. Little boys love dinosaurs. Doesn't matter. Oh, Big like, boys like dinosaurs. Yeah. Dinosaurs. They're all... <laughs> 
We're getting paid. You can always count on dinosaurs. I'm getting a check in the mail from dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, get my dinosaur check. Get my royalties off of dinosaurs. I still fucking love dinosaurs, man. I stood in the I stood in the store the other day holding this awesome looking Tyrannosaurus Rex for like 15 minutes, and then I was like, "What the fuck? I don't need this." I'm gonna put this back. But it was just so fucking cool. I did the same like, thing. Uh, like I I went to a I had to go to Target because somebody was going to make some T-shirts for me. I had to pick up some T-shirts, yeah. and uh, I found myself like, without realizing, I found myself in the toy aisle, like, like holding ac- action figures, like debating, like, I don't know, <laughs> do I want like, do I want to get like the it's snake not, eyes? It's, like, it's, yeah, I- it's not a question of whether or not I should purchase it. It's a matter of it's which, which one should, one should it be. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I don't know, like. Uh, do I want the one with more articulation or the one that looks cooler? You know, <laughs> I, st- I, I still get action figures every now and then. I've, I've got an too. action figure sitting so. on my bookshelf that you gave me, Jigga Storm. <laughs> yeah, I got that one out of a, like a gumball machine. <laughs> That's awesome. That's sweet, yeah, dude. Storm. Yeah, she's in the old costume too. Yeah, the, dude. It's funny. Storm. It's funny you mentioned like dinosaurs because that's. Like I I don't know why, but that's those are like the things that have found their way onto my desk at work. It's like I have like like three or four plastic dinosaurs, and they like every uh, they're just like sitting on top of my monitor. And whenever somebody comes in, they shut the door too hard, and my desk shakes, and they all fall off. So I have to replace them all. So you have to play with them for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Fucking dinosaurs, man. That's what we need to do is come out with something that has to do with dinosaurs. What was um, you what's your favorite dinosaur? Who, me? Yeah, both of you. I love the Pleiosaur, which is like basically the Loch Ness monster, you know. The yeah, the, the swimming one. The like, no, the Pleiosaur, yeah. Pleiosaur, Pleiosaur, something like that. He swims this in might, water. This might, sound, got a long neck. this might sound kind of lame, but ever since I was little, I once I found out the name of this dinosaur, it's the uh, <laughs> I think it's called it's the Albertosaurus, and because my middle name's Albert, so. <laughs> It's like basically, it looks like a T Rex. Pecanosaurus. Yeah, it's the so, poor man's T Rex. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and try to make it sound cool. But you just said it's kind of like the T Rex. Right, really exactly. not really as cool. It's, well, it, it is bigger. So, you know. But really? it's obviously. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, keep going. Well. I, dude, that's that's really all I got. Is it's bigger? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What's your favorite degree? Uh, What's your triceratops. Favorite? Oh man. Yeah. Got the triceratops. Just yeah. kind of like me, you know, stumpy. Like, kind of <laughs> a little bit scary, but not really. <laughs> yeah. Three horns. Three horns. How cool is that, though? You know. Triceratops. The, the raptor is pretty cool, too. Yeah, well, that's kind of cliched, though, you know? Yeah, well, we didn't even know what the fuck a raptor was before Jurassic Park. Yeah. They made that shit up for that movie. <laughs> it didn't even what exist. What even? Oh, uh, these, these... I have a girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she caught me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that movie now. Well, speaking of movies, I forgot to mention this when we were talking about movies that were coming out that are in production or whatever. There's a Facebook movie coming out, and what? Yeah, the you know the story of Facebook is that these t- two college buddies in Harvard created it, you know, and, and then it exploded, and then these two friends are no longer friends because of money. 
Uh, yeah. And um, the guy that's going to be playing Mark Zuckerberg, the guy that created it originally or whatever, like the the main guy is the kid that's in Adventureland. Or yeah, he was in Adventureland, but he's also in Zombieland. Uh, you know, yeah, that yeah, kid yeah, that yeah. looks kind of like Andy Samberg, but acts or whatever. And um, and then the guy that's playing his buddy is Justin Timberlake. Wow. Yeah. So get your blue. Cry me a river. <laughs> Did you guys see the most recent um, Saturday Night Live that he was on? You know, he's hosted what? Last season? Yeah. When he was the uh, boob? Yeah, when he was the boob. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw part of that. (laughs) That whole episode, every single sketch is hilarious. He's a good good host. He actually won the Emmy for Best Guest on a uh, Comedy Variety Show. Oh, really? Awards for everything you could think of. Like, why would they give an award away for that? Like, Like... Best host on yeah. a comedy sketch show. <laughs> this name, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. The, um, have you seen those commercials for the Sony TV sets with uh, Peyton Manning and, uh, yeah. and Justin Where Timberlake? Yeah, they're playing ping pong. It's hilarious. There apparently is another one I haven't seen. But yeah, there's one where they're funny. all sitting at a panel, and Justin Timberlake tries to say that he did something really smart or something, and it falls apart. But the ones where they're playing ping pong are definitely much. But if you put Peyton Manning and Justin Timberlake in any type of commercial, I will watch it. <laughs> yeah. I will love it. <laughs> Those are probably the Peyton Manning. That's like critical mass right there. Of, of yeah. If you add in John Mayer, that's over. My head explodes. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Uh, Papa wants us to just be bitter. That he needs it. He needs us. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Popo. He's in he's in law school right now. I think it's pretty tough. He's in. I hear the law school's pretty tough these days. Yeah, so. he's in law school where I went originally to undergraduate school. Oh, is he? A, he's a he's a Villanova. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's a trip. I, I didn't know. I that. told him where to uh, go get some grub, some good grub. That's apparently like just like three blocks from where he lives. It's a trip. He's where I used to. The listeners out there, if you're near Papa, you can go get some grub with him. Yeah, and you would love it. And then he would start emailing you lots of links to um, political editorial comments or op-ed columns. And, uh... And they're damn just sold him out a little bit there. No way, dude. I, I, I read those, and then I forward them on to my mom. And my mom and I, my mom and I just had a 17 email battle about healthcare. Yeah, about 90 percent of my political knowledge comes from Papa. <laughs> like all, everything I knew about the 2008 campaign came from Papa. <laughs> came from Papa. He is. He, I would have been an uninformed voter without him. <laughs> would you have voted differently? I don't think so. <laughs> I might have just not voted at all. I might not have realized that there was an election. <laughs> so, uh, I love him. I, I love getting getting emails from him for for various reasons. One, I like I like the email. Like he and I are very closely aligned political politically, like yeah. same ideology, but also and not just about domestic issues, but about foreign policy as well, and. But also, like, the second is that, like, I like that he cares that much. You know, that it makes... Yeah, it's inspiring that he cares about something that much, because I don't give a shit about anything that much. (laughs) Well, he's not... I mean, he's not cynical about it, you know? That's the thing, is that it's so easy to be cynical about politics. He's not. He's very... 
you know, he, 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 he understands it, you know, and it's his mission to allow other people to understand it too, because through that understanding, you no longer become cynical about it, you know? Um, so that's cool. Cody Serio, which I don't even think he listens to the podcast. Do you remember Cody P. Kane? Dude, I know Cody. <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay. So I, I put on my status on Facebook that we're about to record tonight. And so any suggestions would be welcome. This is what he says. Cops and robbers. Cowboys and Indians, ninjas and pirates, and knights and wizards. <laughs> That's still on that. Battle um, mm. Royale. Battle Royale, for sure. Okay, so... I'm, just just Google on the internet, and you can find enough stuff about that, listeners. <laughs> well, okay. We don't, we don't really talk about that, do well, we? Well, just for the... I'll just throw these out, and you guys pick one. Uh, cops and robbers. Cops. Robbers. Cowboys and Indians. Indians. Cowboys. <laughs> Ninjas and pirates. Ninjas. I don't think you have to ask that one. Yeah. <laughs> ninjas, 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 ninjas. Yeah. Obviously, that yeah, um, it's acceptable to be on vi- either side of the gate with anything else, but not with ninjas and pirates. And knights and wizards. Ooh, knights. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm gonna agree. Knights. Fuck that, wizards. You just want to wear a gown. <laughs> gown. Whatever. The best putter of all time for disc golf is the wizard. The but, but I also I also throw an Excalibur, so I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Warlock. Checkmate. Warlock. Checkmate. <clears throat> okay. Um, Dustin Griffiths down there in Texas wants us to talk about Inglorious Bastards, and I know that you were planning on talking about this, Jigga. So. I haven't watched it. PK, have you watched the movie? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the two of you can tell we me. We shouldn't talk about it until you've seen it, Greg. Well, I, tell me whether or not. I mean, I don't think it's in the theaters anymore. Like, I feel like yeah, it is. I went to see it with Maria this weekend. Well, I'm saying I don't think it's in my local theaters. Uh, I'm sure it is in Raleigh. I'm going to tell you, you, gotta go, you, should, you should go see it. It's worth going to see. Like, is even it worth if you, seeking yeah. out? To go see yes, even if, you don't, yes, even if you don't it. like Quentin Tarantino, it's like worth watch. It's 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 a ride, you know. It's like turn off your brain, enjoy it. Yeah, I love it, man. I think it's some of his like most professional work. Like he just like it, I, he he used some restraint in some of it, which really surprised me. He didn't go over the top in some places where he could have, and the the dialogue is just really good. Like the whole thing is like an acting lesson because the dialogue is just just pops, and like the actors are really good in it. Especially the guy that plays uh, Hans Landa, the main Nazi. Um, it's a pretty awesome performance. Really hope that guy gets an Oscar nomination for that. Huh. But yeah, seek it out. Go see it, man. Well, I, I, I saw it and it sunk in. Like, like Maria was like, you have to like this. Like, it's, you, it's going to be awesome. And I, said, I was kind of like, I didn't know what to expect going into it. And then I saw it and it was just really awesome. And immediately the next day I wanted to see it again. Wow. That's how good it okay. was. Okay. Well, speaking of movies where I would say that somebody needs to get an Oscar for it, I went to see The Informant. Yeah. And even though it's a like essentially overall it's a comedy, I mean it really <coughs> it, it it's like if you didn't know, uh you would maybe think that it's a Coen Brothers film. Yeah, it's a Steven Soderbergh yeah. joint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's based on true story, yeah. Yeah, and it's um man, it's a lot better than I thought it would be. I'll say that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. worlds better than I thought it would be. It's Matt Damon in there. Matt Damon does yeah. a great job. Uh, claws his way back up, definitely into my top ten, maybe my top five. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's oh, he's pretty good. He's good, and he's even better with a mustache. Yeah, everybody is. Yeah. Well. Um, so yeah, no, it, it, that is another joy ride. Where like, I'm glad I didn't know the story before I went into the film, because um, it was like um, every ten or fifteen minutes, my jaw would unhinge that much more and drop a little bit lower to the ground, and that's what the entire thing was. Was just like it, my jaw kept dropping and dropping and dropping. So, um, last but not least, Nancy's mom. Tina wants to know how it isn't fair that Nancy's in Vegas and she's not. Um, and that's, I guess she wants to know how it isn't well, fair. She, she says, I, I guess I said, what, what do you want us to talk about? And she says, how it isn't fair that Nancy's uh, okay. she's not, I hope Nancy's not losing a bunch of money in Vegas. Yeah. You, you might be better off. Yeah. You might it's be better off going. not knowing what Nancy's doing in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> what happens there stays there. So that's, that's what the that's commercials what lead us to. She should get a ticket and fly out there and surprise Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, yeah. Get out there, dude. Yeah. Thanks for listening, by the way. And, um, yeah. and everybody that suggested stuff, am I missing anything? I think I pulled everything off Twitter and everything off Facebook. Um, I think so, That's yeah. all. Uh, except for Graldorf. Zell says, oh, yeah, I don't care what you talk about. Just make a topic up. <laughs> Thanks for that, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, do you guys have anything else before we move on to our uh, regular stuff? No. No. Fine. Um, we'll start out uh, with Jigga letting us know what the hype is. Well, uh, my hype is blown because it was going to be Inglorious Bastards. Mm. Mm-hmm. But um, other hype is it looks like I'm getting a new sponsor for my kayaking, my flippy boating stuff. Oh, yeah? So I'm kind of hyped on that. Are you allowed to talk about who it might be? No, not yet, but I'll confirm it uh, on another show if I get it. Uh, it looks like it's going to happen, so it's uh, after a year of the economy making most of my sponsors dry up and blow away and oh, go out of business. I see what you did there. So. I see what you did there. What? Dry up. Yeah, dry up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a little pun. So that's, that's, that's my two guys. Inglorious Bastards, like I said, I'll reiterate. It was great. I enjoyed it. I want to see it again. Okay. Enjoyable movie, so go see it. CK, what's your hype? Oh, man, I, I think I'm going to have to go with, uh, I, kind of, I already mentioned it, but comic books, man. I'm so hyped on comic books right now, which I go through phases where, you know, kind of become a laxed reader. You don't keep up with it. But I'm I'm back on the hype train and it's ridiculous. I've I spent sixty dollars this week on new comics. So it, well, in the, at first I when I started reading comics again, what I did was I, I quit smoking so that way I'd have more money. But then I decided to reward myself. I could spend that money on a new hobby, which was getting <laughs> back into comic books. Which now comic books have officially become more expensive than smoking a pack a day. So it's <laughs> Kind At least they don't give you cancer, though. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You might want to go back to smoking. <laughs> well, it it would save me a little money, but I think I think that uh, I think I'd be a lot. I'm a lot more happy with the comic books. You know. Are you That's um? Sweet, are you following a particular storyline? Do you have a comic book store that like orders for you? Or do you just go in there and pick up a bunch of singles? I, I just go and pick up, like, the new releases for that week. Like, every Wednesday new comics come out, so every Wednesday I go in, 
And I, I usually look online to see what's coming out, so I kind of know what I'm looking for because I don't want to miss anything. Um, but you I don't you, you gotta, you're doing too much work, man. you got to get them to pull it. you got to get you a box. Yeah. So I had a box for like eight years, yeah. man, at the comic yeah, store. They I, I was stuff. thinking about it, and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do it or not because it's like if I get a if I get a box, it's like – I've, I've thought about doing subscriptions, but then it's like when they come in the mail, sometimes they're not in the best shape. And just get the comic book store to pull them for you, man. The only thing about the comic book store is they'll try to pull some, like slip some bullshit in there. They'll be like, "Oh, we see that you like X Men, so here's this uh, Archie versus X Men crossover." <laughs> we get that shit out it's, of here. It's not going to be Archie versus X Men crossover anymore. It's going to be Mickey Mouse versus X Men. Dude, yeah, it's Marvel that, bot. That, Disney that Marvel. crossover might not be that bad. I mean, you know, I I enjoy. There was a Punisher versus Archie crossover. <laughs> there was. I mean, I I enjoyed like when Square Enix and Disney did some did some work together. You know, like Kingdom Hearts was a good game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I'm following mostly Marvel stuff. Dark Reign is like the thread that they're on right now, and it's it's going over like all their different all their different comics, and uh, I know, you know, Joey's trying to get me hyped on uh, Blackest Night. Uh, yeah, man. It's the new Green Lantern story where they got the Black Lanterns. Yeah, like these, these like, rings that bring people back from the dead. So, like, recently deceased heroes are all coming back, and they're evil. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, we got like, to figure out a way to get Batman back alive and Superman back alive. Exactly. So they'll bring them back as bad guys and then eventually probably fix that problem. <laughs> um, but you know, it's the similar. It's funny because similar things are happening in 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 the Marvel universe too. All the bad guys are kind of in charge. Uh, like, you know, uh, Tony Stark's in exile. Uh, Norman Osborn is in, has taken over like Stark Industries, and he's uh, in charge of uh, Shield. So, um, like Nick Fury is no longer. Uh, he's on the run. Pretty much every superhero is like a bad guy, and all the bad guys are superheroes. Like all the Avengers are, are on supervillains. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, enough about comic books. I can talk all night. <laughs> so let's stop. Well, what um, well, are you gonna get uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance too? The video game. I've been thinking about it, and the only reason <clears throat> I would is because of the Civil War. It like follows the Civil War storyline, which was right. pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't like Civil War very much. You didn't like it? Mm. No, I didn't like it. I thought it was lame. I thought it was a Watchmen ripoff. Mm. Here uh, we go. Uh, don't, uh, let's not get back to visionary director. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. I uh, shouldn't have said the W word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, my hype this week is that um. Well, it, <laughs> dude, oh, back back on that just for a second. If if anything is you know if if uh. If it's a ripoff of anything, I think it's just totally playing on, like, old-school X-Men. Because it's, like, instead of, like, prejudice against mutants, it's, like, prejudice, prejudice against superheroes, like, having to register or whatever. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. Like, I was, like, kind of thought it was just a retelling of X-Men, but on a superhero scale. Hmm. Point, counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just drew a pretty sweet top hat. It's like a mix between a top just hat and a cowboy one? hat. Yeah. So, yeah. Working in MS Paint right now? <laughs> no, I'm working with a, a number two pencil and a post-it. <laughs> oh, go, going old school, I see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've gotten back into the doodling. Oh, hi. <laughs> because, uh, anyways. Um, 
You probably want to do one. Because it won't work out. What's your hype? Uh, my hype is that um, Delaney um, got Josh and I in on a little, like, pool our money together and get a deal from Discraft. Which Innova yeah. um, <coughs> obviously is the is the leader in disc golf, and they have they probably have you know more than sixty percent of the market share for discs. But um, Discraft is definitely the number two um, disc golf maker or producer, publisher, whatever. And um, with Discraft, you can spend. X amount of dollars, and you get all these. Um, they're, I think they're misprints. They may not be misprints. I don't think they are misprints. I think it's just you buy in bulk and you get a deal. And so we got like, um, I don't know, I think like 15 or some odd discs. We wound up saving like $11 on every disc. And, um, and so what we've got is like a, a hodgepodge assortment of discs. They came in the mail to Delaney's house, and he sent us this hype email of, like, um, a link for every disc to the website. Yeah. And also, like, the quote that it has, like, check out any top player's bag, and you'll see this disc in it. You know, all the little taglines they have for the disc and whatnot. And so we're going to have, like, a draft where, like, we've got, <laughs> um, you know, like um, – uh, numbers and we get to pull whatever disc we want and and the, so the email started going back and forth fuck it i'm gonna go in here and find it um and um delaney and josh went back and forth about um whether or not the draft was fair uh yeah. because of um here we go um Discs are in, and I got caught with them. I forgot to have them shipped to school. Anywho, here's the lineup. It's pretty decent haul. And so he goes through it, and he says, um, obviously we'll each get the drone because there were three drones. That leaves two surges, two flashes, a predator, a tracker, and an impact. So two more each. Then we need to come up with some way to decide who gets the leftover. On these two counts, here are my thoughts. We randomly draw numbers or something. Uh, to establish an order, then pick one one piece of disc, then two, then three, then three, then two, then one, and the leftover disc should not go to a, winny, a winner on any sort of skill challenge for obvious reasons. So they go back and forth on this draft of like what makes it, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, fair or whatever, and. Um, Josh sends this email that says, you realize that the problem of equalizing the picks just got more difficult, right? If we assume that the value of picks decreases linearly, then we just need to ensure that the sum of the pick positions are equal. In that case, 1, 2, 3, then 2, 3, 1, then 3, 2, 1 achieves this goal among the many, many other possible equalizing permutations. Just saying 1, 2, 3, 3, 2, 1 won't work anymore. And Delaney says, just like a hard scientist to assume that the value of the picks decreasing is relative to a decreasing value of each disc, which is entirely subjective. You may be lusting after a highly overstable 2.5 rated predator, whereas I, I think the engineered edge hatching of the impact might be just the ticket for me to shave three strokes. It could be your three pick or not even in your top five. As such, if you were to take the pred and draw one and I take the impact and draw two, then my pick would have equal value to your pick in terms of both position and reward. Sheesh, hard scientists always thinking in linear terms. Didn't you learn better when you drew? Oh, never mind. Um, and then um, 
Josh, in rebuttal, purely a practical matter, Mr. Social Scientist. And by the way, that's a nice example of my bone to pick with social scientists. Quick to point out the flaws, but silent on alternatives. Yes, we are <laughs> special people with special needs. However, the problem does not change in light of your observation. We can still assume that there is, at the very worst, no benefit to going first or picking earlier throughout the process, and that there's at least the possibility that it's an advantage, whereas there is never an advantage to picking last or later in the process. I am, in fact, lusting over the uber-overstable predator. The fact that I would pick it first does not decrease the value of your pick because you didn't want it, but it doesn't improve it either. In fact, there's now a greater possibility that your first choice will be picked before you get the chance to simply because there are now less choices. The only way there is no benefit to picking early is if we all desire three different discs. If not, then there is a conflict and the earlier pick will benefit. So we can say that there is never a benefit to picking later and that there may be a benefit to picking earlier. Therefore, an algorithm should, as a first step, seek to equalize the potential value of the cumulative picks. Another way that is more sensitive to special needs would be to each rank the disks in order of preference and then attempt could be made to reconcile the lists. I would argue that this would happen naturally with the original method because if we have three different first choices, and then, then there's no conflict no matter the order of the first three picks. And if there's a conflict, then some type of randomized process will have to make the decision. Of course, we could always just murder ball them, put them in the middle of the field, and sprint slash fight over them. <clears throat> he says, this is just fun to think about. Reminds me of game theory class. Delaney says, fuck, he took game theory and liked it. I faked my way through game theory in poli sci class by lavishing praise on the extremely odd professor who graded based whether or not he thought you nodded enough when he was explaining ridiculously complex concepts. For all his brilliance, the fucker actually thought that nods equated to understanding and that's a good grade. I should have known better to question Gray's math magic. Sorry. For reading all that, however, <laughs> I'm, I'm. What's my hype? New discs. <laughs> was that that was the hype? I thought that was not the hype. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I think you guys should. Uh, I think that you should do it should completely just random. In the show there, <laughs> nobody's listening anymore. <laughs> I, I I was hyped because you know you're talking about discs, you know. <laughs> That was terrible. I'm sorry. I got into it, but once you get into it, you can't get out of it. It's, oh. oh. So we got new discs. We're going to have a draft, and um, and yes. my birthday is coming up, so I'm going to get a uh, – I think I'm going to get a new bag to fit all the new discs in. Uh. PK, yeah, what's not the hype? Dude, I'm still, I'm still talking about your discs. <laughs> <laughs> I think we spent enough time on that. I'm sorry. I melted Joey's brain with dude long reading. Not the complexity of the emails, just the fact that I read that long, I think is what... Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> dude, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, you just reminded me of some other hype. I got a portable basket that I <laughs> take to the park. Oh, no. It's awesome. <laughs> How many putts a day are you banging, dude? I don't know. It's it's uh. I what I do is I, I go out like you know some friends will go out with me to the park and we'll we'll play like horse and you know other like putting games like around yeah. the world. Basically, we're playing basketball practice games, but with but with discs. Yeah. How many of your um, friends have their own discs? Or are you loading all yours out? No, I, actually, like, everybody that I play with has their own disc, because they all went and played with me once and said, all right, I'm going to make the investment. I, I got them on the hype train. Same thing as with uh, Catan, right? 
Yeah, dude, I got them all on the on the Catan hype train now. Like somebody somebody's making T-shirts for everyone. Like there's like I heart Catan shirts, but the heart is a sideways city. It's uh, yeah, so pretty hype. awesome. That's so hype. Um, dude, what is so what is what's not the hype? Yeah, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I've I've been sick, and that is not the hype. It's awful. I'm just you know. Uh, I spent it's definitely not the hype. Yeah. yeah, I spent um the last last weekend um and I, I was still filming out the weather yesterday and today is not the best but on Saturday uh I disregarded the recommended dosage on some Nyquil and slept the entire day. <laughs> did absolutely nothing. Like I kept on waking up and going, oh, I still feel like shit. And then yeah, I, man, I have to take Nyquil while I'm in the bed, or I'll wake up on the floor in the kitchen or something. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's like. I uh I took the NyQuil into my room, took a glass of water in there, and I'm like, I'm just going to sleep all weekend. That's all I did. It's like I woke up at like uh 4 o'clock in the morning on, on Sunday, and then I was like, oh, man, uh, what, what am I going to do? I guess I should go back to sleep again. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the way to, to prevent yourself from disregarding the recommended dosage is to take the 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 capsules the the nyquil pills rather than oh, yeah. the liquid yeah, yeah that's how i roll with nyquil oh yeah yeah the only yeah. medication that i take is nyquil and dayquil i don't even take no, anything else I, ever i just you you immediately lose that cap i don't know what good it is that's why they <laughs> yeah. one with every every time you buy a new bottle but it's like like how long does that measuring stick cap around? Yeah. yeah it's like that thing falls off and, and you're just off. swigging it yeah you're like, like oh, I, I think i'm drinking about two tablespoons i'm not sure like <laughs> Like how, yeah. Even though you've probably got a tablespoon <clears throat> measuring cup in your kitchen, you're still swinging off the bottle. Well, then you got to go to the kitchen. So. <laughs> That's right. It's already been established That's that you're sick. drinking it in bed. <laughs> yeah. Being, being sick sucks, man. I, this has been like my year to be sick. I got sick like when I got back from Portugal almost two months ago, and then I got sick a couple weeks ago because Maria's oldest kid has started kindergarten, and so she keeps bringing home like. The nasty diseases, you know, just like a colds and walking around. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine how teachers aren't sick all the time because it, really, kids are just like well, they, they, they must have incredible immune systems. No, they got yeah, no. they got that thing just, invented by a teacher. It's called airborne. 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 Yeah, yeah that, that's just the bomb. Well, I'm gonna use airborne to get through the flu season. Yeah, not really. I actually, I think I'm gonna go get a flu shot this year. I got one that. last year. I really thought you were going to say, actually, I think I'm going to go get H1N1 this year. <laughs> I'm going to try that shit out. I'm sorry, H1N1. I'm going to let you finish. But the plague yeah. was the deadliest of all the flus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Maria's kids haven't brought home that one yet. Well, so. it's just this wine flu. Dude, I mean, you can always wish, right? <laughs> no, definitely not. Hope springs eternal. <laughs> well, what, my what's not the hype was uh, was going to be my cat being shot by a BB gun and uh, getting That's getting suck. getting effed, man. He hated that e collar. He really hated it. But um, so I'm I'm done. Moving on to you, Jigga. What's your not the hype? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm going to let you finish, but my not the hype is the greatest not the hype of all time. <laughs> Kanye. We need to talk about Kanye. Yeah. I, I got something to say about Kanye. 
We need to talk about Kanye. Hold on. We'll, we'll talk about Kanye after this. You can interrupt me after this. <laughs> we'll, we'll wear that joke out for another. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't been using it the whole time. I, uh, I, saw, uh, I saw a t-shirt, it's a shame we never I saw a t-shirt that said I hated Kanye before hating Kanye was cool. <laughs> good. Look at that fucking hipster. Wow, he went right out to Walmart and bought himself a t-shirt to stain. Yeah. <laughs> but then Sharpie. My um, what is my not my not the hype is shaving, because I've been doing it for what, sixteen years or something now, seventeen years, and I'm still no good at it. <laughs> Every time I do it, I hate doing it, and so I wait to well, as long as I can to not do it, and. I just like every time I do it, I cut myself so bad I feel like I'm gonna bleed to death. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing wrong. I have to, my beard is so tough. I have to use a new razor every time that I shave. Um, because I use like I, I have to use like the Mach 20 sparks, or whatever. Because, sparks are flying as you're shaving your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and the the damn I have to get the like the the Mach, however many blades they got now, Mach 20 or whatever it is, and it gets clogged up so easy. Um, with my facial hair because my facial hair is so yeah, I, tough and I don't it's just a process. It's just a, I don't I don't shave like a, a whole lot. I've gotten pretty lazy with it, but uh, and part of that's because I switched to a uh, a straight razor and look at this guy. Look at this hipster. You, you yeah. cut, cut yourself once and you're pretty much like, all right, I don't really need to shave that bad. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, so now anytime that I find like you know if I get a disposable razor, <coughs> it's like. It's like a vacation. It's like the greatest thing ever. And then I'm like thinking, why did I? Why did I buy a straight razor in the first place? Okay, because I was gonna ask yeah, you really. that. Why the fuck did you buy a straight razor? You just want to be, you know what? What's his name? Billy the Butcher. Yeah. Uh, Bob the Butcher. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's no there was no good reason to to do that because there's <laughs> a system in place that made shaving much easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've upgraded from the straight razor, and you've gone back to... He really only likes their old stuff. Going 19th century on this bitch. <laughs> Do you make your own shaving cream? Do you use that little that little brush? Yeah, mug soap. Yeah, totally. I, I still do that just because that's... Uh, that's uh, I ran out of shaving cream, and I was like, oh, I still got this mug soap. <laughs> and so instead of going to buy more shaving cream, yeah. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever run out of shaving cream my whole life. <laughs> You've got the same I've bottle always got, the like, last 16 I've always years. Got, yeah, I've always got like two or three bottles of the gel stuff, and it never runs out. I'm using the same stuff I used when I first started shaving. I got see when I see I'm a little bit different when it comes to shaving. The um, you shave your head. Yeah, I shave my head, but I don't shave my face. And I was actually talking this past weekend. Somebody was like, "Why the hell do you have such a long beard?" Like, it was a bad thing. And granted, for some people it is. I mean, it is kind of ridiculous. Like, my beard's gotten to the point where it's like, oh, there's that guy that's, like, you yeah. know, purposely grown a long beard or whatever. And they're like, so they said, why, you know, why do you have a beard? I said, well, because I don't like shaving. And they were really, really drunk. But it didn't take them long to say, <laughs> but you shave your head. <laughs> <laughs> and and I had to explain to them that it's totally different shaving your head than shaving your face because shaving your face you got to deal with your jaw and your chin and yeah. that's the, there's the danger zone right there highway to the danger zone and, uh, yeah and I've got that square jaw so it's uh, impossible to shave uh, I'd say it's it's harder to shave somebody like me that doesn't have a jawline anymore 
<laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bull fucking shit. Well, so I purchase toiletries in threes. I have when I go to the grocery store I buy three deodorants, three shaving creams, three aftershaves, three <clears throat> Are they all different or are they all the same? The oh they're well the only thing I play around with is uh, the three soaps that I get and the three deodorants I get, I get the same brand, but I I get different flavors. Yeah, you know. You ever, yeah, you ever try I, out different razors? <laughs> You're just like, no, I'm totally brand loyal when it comes to toiletries too. I'm pretty brand loyal when it comes to food and toiletries. Like, I go and I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, I'm wondering when it is that Old Spice became New Spice because there was a day when Old Spice was like. It was what you got from your grandparents for Christmas. And then the next day, it became, like, the hottest shit out. It became so... <laughs> yeah, sometimes they revitalized that brand. My dad, like, was the Old Spice dude. Yeah. He loved the Old Spice when I was a kid, and so it was, like, what I equated with my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's the hip. But, but I mean, they... I mean, it's hip. It's good because it's a good product now. I mean, shit. The, yeah, you love you bought some stock and some old spice. I've been to your house before. Yeah, you got some old spice up in there. That's all you ever have at your house is, is the old spice. Yeah, old yeah. spice. No shampoo, nothing. Just old, old spice. spice. I don't need sh- well, especially these days. I don't need the shampoo because they got the old spice body wash slash <laughs> shampoo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I wash my beard. You shave. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you shave your head anyways, so it's really just for the beard. And the, you gotta watch like, the beard, though. The chest hair, too. That hair. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm really, really conditioning those hairs very well. Um, but yeah, so there's that. And then I go Gillette when it comes to shaving cream and shaving blades, but I go Nivea for the aftershave. Mm. And, I, and, and for deodorant, obviously Old Spice. So I'm Old Spice. I got that Adidas aftershave. Uh, so you should try Jeez. the Nivea, man. The Nivea is the hottest shit out. It's yeah. real good. Doesn't hurt too much. But I've lately, man, I've gotten to the point where I shave my head maybe once every two, two and a half weeks. So I let the sides and the back grow out a little bit. And I, let get some George Jefferson. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. And oh my god! So I'm sitting in class tonight, and there's the professor's talking about there's. Um, these things called face threatening acts, like we've all got face, you know, you use that term save face, you yeah. know, and um, and like asking for favors and all that kind of stuff is like a face threatening act. So you can um, you can go on the record or off the record with like, oh, it's really cold in here, you know, as a like off the record face threatening act to try to get somebody to close the window, you know, or you could say, could you please close the window? Like, I, I know it's. I know it's really uh, an inconvenience for you, but could you please close the window, which is like on the record, but it's still hedging. But then there's this thing, and the professor goes, you can um, you can utter the face-threatening act baldly, B-A-L-D-L-Y, baldly. And that would be, say, hey, P-Kane, close the fucking window, you know? Right. <laughs> and this, this girl that I don't really know that well, definitely not well enough to joke with, she looks at me and she goes, oh, you would do it baldly, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and I had to say, I would wait for a second and be like, what is she talking And I was like, oh, I'm fucking bald. <laughs> but I'm at the moment right now where I haven't shaved my head in like two weeks. So it's like, it's a different kind of bald than if I had just shaved my head. It's like appropriate, you know? It's like, 
Oh, that guy's intentionally bald, you know? But, uh, <laughs> it's like, um, really awkward. So, moving right along, I'll do hype still out for me. Um, I just got a phone call the other day that I've got my new every two discount available through Verizon. Yeah. But the hype's still out because I don't really have a – there's not really a new phone on the market offered by Verizon that I think I want. I thought you, you're not going to stay on the BlackBerry tip. Well, but there's they've got a new BlackBerry, but it's not really an improvement on the Curve. I think the Curve is still the best BlackBerry product out there. And I'm actually kind of getting frustrated with it because right now it's messing up a lot. And um, Get you another one. I could get another one, but why would I get a new one? I still got the insurance. I could just break this one and get a new one for free. Well, well, because your shit's messing up, you should do that anyways. You should just go in and be like, hey, it's messing up. Give me a new one. (laughs) That insurance is a fucking waste of money. No way, dude. It is, dude. No way. $5 a month. I get two brand new phones every two years if I need them. Or I can get break the phone twice in twelve months and get it replaced. Yeah, it's got a fifty dollar deductible on it, doesn't it? No. When I did it, it had a fifty dollar deductible on it, so it wound up being worthless. It must have well, changed the insurance plans. And it's funny that you mentioned that is because uh, like the last time that I broke a phone, I didn't have insurance, <coughs> and the guy goes, "Ah, well, you can do a fifty dollar out of warranty uh, replacement." I'm like, yeah. "Why the hell would I ever buy insurance if I was going to end up paying?" I was just like, "Yeah, I'll just." I'm not going to pay for insurance, then if my phone breaks, I'll just give you 50 bucks to give me a new one. Oh, you guys are totally effing me right now. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm totally fucked. There's no way I should be paying for insurance. <laughs> uh, There's nope. no way. And you know what? To be honest with you, the last time I did the insurance thing, I had to mail back the old phone, but I mailed it too late, so I wound up having to pay for the phone. <laughs> oh god get out of here oh, but no you gotta understand that you can't get insurance for an iPhone and so this is one of my major argument points of why I wouldn't want to get an iPhone and so you're taking it away right now why shouldn't you get an iPhone cause you can't get insurance for an iPhone uh, I'll tell you why you shouldn't get one is because uh, you can't use Verizon with an iPhone. Yeah, I mean, Why can't you get insurance for an iPhone? Because of Steve Jobs. Steve jo- <laughs> what Steve Jobs got to do with insuring an iPhone? He's jobbing you because he knows it's a <laughs> shitty product because you can't use it with Verizon. I mean, yeah, obviously, PK, and you can't use it with Verizon. That's why I haven't done it. But now that I'm at like a new every two moment, I'm wondering, is the hype out enough for me to maybe switch over to Sprint? Sprint? To get an iPhone, right? They don't have it's Sprint and I just I always remember it being singular, and then it merged with some other big company, and I just thought it was Sprint for some reason. Mm. I said Sprint. I know it's not Sprint. Whatever. Yeah, AT&T. Yeah. What's well, your I'll tell you that every every time that I've gone and worked on a set that's just slightly outside of Nashville, everyone who has an iPhone does not get reception, and I always have four bars. Yeah. But see, the thing is, is this the house that I'm in, the service goes in and out. Everywhere else, everywhere. I walk out to the mailbox, full bars. I come inside the house, it, it goes in and out. And I don't know whether or not that's going to – if that's the case with AT&T, there's no reason to switch over. you know. But if I could always have full service in my house – because the way I'm living right now, I'm not going outside of Raleigh. I just don't leave Raleigh ever for any reason now. 
except for when I get married next summer. Anyways, hype still out, Jiga. Um, hype still out on the this on a video game, Mini Ninjas. Oh, dude, I've been looking at it. PK's been trying to hype me on this thing, and I and I am hyped on it. And uh, Maria was at my house this weekend, and she was hyped on it because she's seen the commercials. Yeah. And we went out and looked for it, and we couldn't find it. And also come to find out, it looks like the perfect co-op game, but it doesn't have co-op. But it still looks pretty hype. It's like these little ninjas running around doing stuff, having adventures. Well, it's made by the same guys who made Hitman. So it's like, ah, really? like you, there is like an element like you can you get to decide like do you want to sneak around past your enemies or do you want to go ahead and face them head on? It's like you get to decide stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I also heard we, that we it's that's it a fairly anywhere. short game, like so it's probably a rental. If that, that uh, okay, changed. we could we went and looked for it at a rental place and couldn't find yeah. it. It wasn't anywhere. I, I I read somewhere that it's like you know you can play it for like two days and beat it, so it's like totally a rental. All right, or get it on the used rack or yeah, something. Exactly. But it looks pretty hype, man. It does look good. I'm guessing they'll make another one and they'll have co-op in it probably, but it got pretty good reviews. Looks kind of cool. But, yeah, hype's still out on that. I haven't had a chance to play it, so. Wow. Hello? I went to the website there and started to watch the trailer, and it was way too loud. Pekin, <laughs> what's your hype? You haven't seen the commercials on TV? No, I don't watch TV, man. Uh, Dude, I'm saying, the, for me, the hype is still out on Blackest Night. Uh, Ninja's been trying to hype me on it. Joey's been trying to hype me on it. And uh, uh, the ring that he got, he sent me a picture of, and, dude, it looks legit. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a Black Lantern ring off of eBay. It's pretty awesome. So, which... My immediate, my like gut response was, I need one of those rings because I want to be on the hype train. So yeah, it's like I've got to have one. Someone's like, someone's like, dude, check out what I got, and immediately I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I want one of those. Like that's awesome. So uh, I did buy a couple issues of Blackest Night when I was when I was out, and I told myself I was gonna wait and buy a trade paperback, but. Yeah, I saw it. You just couldn't. You couldn't wait. Well, they had three issues sitting there. They had like of like I guess like three. Uh, they had like there's. It's going to be a nine part series, like the main thread. But then if I buy yeah. into it, I'll end up buying all the other things that surround it, like all the other you know. <clears throat> Anyways, hype's still out. If I if I get through these first three and I'm like all about it, I'll have to start buying all the other issues. And you got to get the ring then. Yeah, I will have to buy the ring. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I think you guys know my opinion about the Green Lantern in general. I think it's the most Hater. fucking bunk concept for superheroes. Period. Oh, I got this ring. Good idea. You haven't even given it a chance. Take the ring away. Oh shit! I'm just an average Joe. Fucking hater. What? I'm just saying. Why? Why would he ever not have his ring on? Uh, because uh, he went to sleep, and dude stole it. Or no. dude had a samurai sword and cut his hand off, like what happened in New Jersey. Did you guys hear about that? What? Yeah. Dude, dude, fucking got robbed, and two days later, he got his house got robbed. Two days later, dudes, some dudes in his garage bumping around, 
He goes down there with a samurai sword. The guy lunges at him. He cuts off his hand and slices his chest, kills the guy right there. Nobody presses charges against him because he was defending himself. With a samurai wow. sword? Samurai sword. And here's, here's, here's what I'm thinking, wondering. Dude, I, I just can't help but think of Pulp Fiction when <laughs> you tell that story. Yeah, well, yeah. think about it, though. If you're in somebody's house and you're stealing their television, their Blu-ray player, all that kind of stuff, dude, why are you going to leave the samurai sword? I don't Would know. You rob that maybe, he's a, maybe he's a pacifist. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So, but hey, Green Lantern man, he's got this ring that can make anything he thinks about. Why is that not cool to you? He can make any fucking thing he wants. Number one, I w- if I had that, I wouldn't go fight crime. Well, if you had it, then don't. You and the Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, that's why you. That's why you're not worthy of the ring. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They won't. They don't just let. They don't just let any dickweed have it. <laughs> well, I mean, people get robbed every day. You know, who's to say the Green Lantern can't get robbed and they take his ring? <laughs> I mean, it's him thinking about not getting robbed by using like a force. What's field gonna thing? happen when he has to do the dishes? And he has to take off his ring to do the dishes. The ring is waterproof. Uh, the ring does the dishes for him. What's going to yeah. happen when he goes? You would just to make a dishwasher. Your fingers with it. swell when you go to sleep, and it's going to hurt him. So he has to take it off at night, and somebody comes in and steals it. Like I don't even understand why that hasn't even been a storyline. <laughs> the swollen <laughs> finger. It might have been. I don't think they have too many dishwashing storylines <laughs> in DC Comics, though. Well, I don't know. Just, just hating, just I'm hating. Not hating. I'm just saying. You know, he's got he's got like much bigger things to worry about, like defending the galaxy and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> than sleeping. You got to sleep sometime. I'm just saying. You got to take your ring off when you go to sleep. <laughs> he don't. He doesn't just, take his ring off when he goes. Probably to sleep. just thinks about being in a fortress when he goes to sleep, and then he's yeah. totally. Totally I don't understand why you don't think that's cool to have a ring that can make anything you fucking want. He, he also, can make a. He also hangs out in outer space all the time. I mean, come on, how cool is that? Um, yeah, because he's too scared. <laughs> too scared to be in real world. Well, who do you prefer, Aquaman? <laughs> no. no, I don't have uh, to you justify it. Yeah. You know, you're getting so upset because you know my argument is effective. It's a good. No. Not. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just a ring. That's all it is. It's just a ring. That's it. That's all. Oh, yeah. It could fall off. What if you didn't even get it sized right? Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, I'm sure that's a problem. In the early days of Green Lantern, that was happening all the time. <laughs> Resized. Yeah. I mean, who makes the rings? The uh, Guardians, Steve. Why don't they keep the rings? Lazy. Moving on. I don't what know. What have you been listening they're... to? Jigga, kick it off. I got two things. I've been listening to this band called Placebo that was big in the late 90s uh, with that Pure Morning song. They also did the version of um, Where Is My Mind that's on the uh, Fight Club soundtrack. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they have this like kind of weird androgynous lead singer. He's got kind of a high-pitched voice, but I really like some of the... I don't know, it's like grindy guitars and uh, some kind of drum machine stuff in it, but I got um, a couple of their albums and really liking it a lot. Uh, Meds is probably their best album if you want to get one. Um, 
Really digging that. They had a song, Pure Morning was that song. It was on the radio. You've probably heard it before. It was like their big song in the late 90s. But um, the other thing I've been listening to is this band, totally hype, out of Scotland called We Were Promised Jetpacks. Dude, I have been listening to them too. I just Have you really? That's sweet. Um, my, fr- my friend Mitchell, who's in the Oatmeal Conspiracy, recommended them to me. They were on eMusic, which I subscribe to. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, uh, I'm hyped on They They this- remind me of... Uh, Go ahead. I was gonna what say the the designer who works upstairs. Uh, he he sent me one of their albums today, and also another band. I think it's called like Scared Rabbit. Yeah, that's the band they're touring with right now. Um, they played in Raleigh tonight or tomorrow night. They play in Raleigh actually. Oh shit! But um, yeah, yeah, they're playing. I don't know where they're playing at, but they're playing in Raleigh tomorrow night. Um, but they're it's totally like I mean, it sounds like a lot like Sparta to me, which I really like, like the first Sparta album. It's kind of, um, I don't know well, how to explain they have it, like it's some, a mixture of harder and softer stuff. They have and like the, some um, dancey indie beats, but their like lyrics are more uh, genuine than like than any type of dancey indie band could pull off. Yeah, yeah, they they just like the lead singer kind of like alternates between. I mean, he kind of like sings and yells. Yeah, yeah. And and alternates between that. It really works, and he's got the heavy Scottish accent, and which is kind of strange to hear because you don't hear that too much in like popular music or whatever. And I don't know, it's just they're just really good. I've I've enjoyed the whole album. The album just came out recently, and um, it's called These Four Walls, I think is the name of the album. But um, yeah, we were promised jetpacks. Totally hyped on them. So wow. Well, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. I didn't take the Sparta the same way you did, so... Well, I think you might. Just because I think it sounds like Sparta doesn't mean you won't like it. Right. It, it's, it's different enough. It just reminds me of the um kind of ringing guitars that Sparta has. Now the question uh, is whether or not, uh, you know, w- whether or not you guys see the band without ever having listened to the music before, which has only ever worked out really well for me once. Well, I think these dudes, you might like them live, because I've seen some of their live footage, and they're pretty fucking awesome. Like, they have a couple songs where they just build and build and build, and they're, like, pretty good musicians. Huh. Um, I don't know. I think you might you might dig them. I don't know what that other band is like, the um, Scared Rabbit band, but I think they're kind of similar as well. Yeah, they're they're uh, not nearly as, uh, like, loud. They're, like, much, like, much more folky, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, okay. still, like, really good. Yeah. What have you been listening to, PK? Dude, uh, yesterday the uh, new Avery Brothers album came out. Uh, I Ooh, love yeah. it. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, what is Rick, your... Rubin, Rick Rubin produced it, and uh, it uh, you can tell the production quality has gone up. It's like it sounds really good, but it's not overproduced at all. What do you uh, think? What is your favorite song so far on that CD? Dude, I. I don't know. It's like I really like "End It Spread." Yeah, I think that this. I mean, right? I would imagine that most of our listenership knows the Avid Brothers. I would, I would bet that most of the people that listen to this know about the Avid Brothers. And I'm wondering if this is going to be the album that like kind of catapults them even further into the mainstream like they're definitely not mainstream and I don't think they ever will be just because of the way they sound but I think a lot more people will be able to appreciate uh, 
their music with this album. I don't know. I just feel like over the past couple of years, they've gotten more and more popular. And they haven't really altered, you know? I mean, it's just that a lot more people have been like, oh, my God, I think I like this. Yeah, I think think they're they're growing. They're evolving. But it's not – it's – they they haven't given me a reason to say I only like their old stuff, you know. <laughs> right, and they've got a fairly large catalog now, you know. Right, and they've yeah. got what, like five or six albums. I mean, some of them are pretty short, but um, they're still different. They mark different periods of of maturation. I've got that. I got that too. What you been listening? To anything else? No, that's that's pretty much all I've been listening to. I mean, that and we were promised jetpacks. Yeah. I actually have four different – actually five different bands that I've been listening to or musicians, whatever, since last time we recorded. And the iron, the, the cool thing is is that right now in my car, you know, I have a six-CD disc changer, and I have – every disc is new, relatively new music to me, new, like no, not more than three weeks old to me. So it's like everything is it's like it's like an influx of new music and I got now the the oldest or like the most established would be the Killers that I never really got into them but I really like them now um and what sold me on that was we were watching that Saturday Night Live. It wasn't the one with Justin Timberlake, but we were watching one Saturday Night Live. And I always thought that, I mean, I don't know, I thought they were a little, I, I didn't really like them too much. But watching them live, that guy's voice is like totally the same live as it is on the album. Like he's just really talented singer. And I was like, well, I'll give it a shot because I really like this guy's voice. And so I've been listening to that Sam's Town album. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That. And um, there's this band called Phoenix, which we actually listened to on Saturday Night Live for the first time. And Mackenzie got the CD, and I kind of – that's kind of – Yeah, I know a lot of people that are into them. I haven't really ever listened to a li- them Just a little bit of a guilty pleasure, you know? Yeah. Uh, just a, a little kind of like swing your hands side to side and snap, you know? Um, yeah. But – but still really fun to listen to, really good to listen to that. Um, we've got, I've got one of their albums and, um, and it's like, it's got like nine or 10 tracks on it and you can listen to that all the way through. It's definitely one of those where you start out with it being background music and then you're like, Oh, you know what? I I really like this. And then, um, um, the Ava brothers just came out yesterday. I went to the CD store. There's the cool thing is, is when I park my car and I walk to class, I walk right by school kid records, which is like your local record store. And it, you know, so it's got assholes working in there, obviously that think they know more than you about music and are willing to share that. But the fact that it's not like a big best buy right next to school and I can walk in there and, and get the CD there. It's, it's, it's cool. Cause I left class at nine o'clock last night and they were still open. I walked in and bought the CD, you know? And, um, and the last one that I'll mention is, uh, the blueprint three for all my Jay Z listeners. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's classic Jay Z. Um, it's good. And uh, I think it's worth checking out, if you like. No videos with Dale Earnhardt Jr. this time? <laughs> no. Mikey was talking about um, – Mikey actually has a really good kind of thing to say about, you know, the potential of, like, Jay-Z being, like, <coughs> the fact that he's so well-respected. 
um, by you know so many people that he has a he has a chance to really kind of make a a political statement with like his last album. The the fact that he a lot of people didn't like Mikey thinks that the Black album is probably his best album, and that the reason people didn't like Kingdom Come was that it was too mature that Jay-Z said that, but like the, the reality is according to Mikey is that it's really not that mature. And the blueprint three is kind of like a return to like not being mature and not being, not really making any kind of real statement to the, like the black youth of America and that his next album, if it is his last album, as it probably should be really needs to have that, that black album like he says that the the black album was like really you know he was like reflecting on his youth and growing up and everything like that but like this one needs to be the final statement the final word from jay-z about like having potential and needing to seize that potential and and assert yourself in you know modern american culture and society and everything like that which was pretty cool i mean it was cool to hear him talking about you know i mean he it was actually that moment that we talked about where we were saying he should do the you know, moments in history, drunk moments. In history. Yeah, he yeah. was he was lit. I mean, he was really drunk. And um, that's what Mikey does drunk moments in hip hop. Yeah, he does yeah. drunk moments in hip hop, and he went right. on and on and on. Everything he said made perfect sense, and he was citing lines from the Black Album. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> uh, father died, didn't cry, didn't know him that well. From him doing heroin and me making crack sales. You know, and he was like, think about that. That's really good. And he's like, that's not a reflection. And so uh, it, was, it was cool. It was cool to get that moment from him, you know, from seeing him this past yeah. weekend. Cause, um, so that's that's what I've been listening to. It's been a, a major influence. And fuck it, I'll say it. I got the new Third Eye Blind album, too. There's a new Third Eye Blind album? Yeah, they, they release one album every seven years. And uh, it's called Ursa Major. And um, it is the least, uh, my least favorite of their four albums now. It's the weakest one. It's like, it's still got, I mean, it's classic Third Eye Blind. It's got everything you would expect out of a Third Eye Blind album. But um, the thing that would allow me to argue the validity of that band would be the lyricism of Stephen Jenkins. And that's what suffered the most in this latest album. So therefore, it's like... Yeah really bad <laughs> yeah so that's what i haven't listened to i haven't listened to that album since any of these new albums came out though <laughs> yeah uh, i didn't know they had a new album so. yeah it came out three weeks ago Whew. well welcome back Again, we welcome ourselves back every time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being a guest, PK. You got any final words? Yeah, PK. I don't know. Not, not at all. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, be sure to tell yeah, your dude. friends about the podcast, especially now that you're on it. <laughs> Maybe yeah, give yeah. us some incentive. <laughs> I, I told I, I did tell some people that you know they're like, hey, what do you what do you do tonight? You want to hang out? I'm like, nah, I'm gonna gonna be on a podcast. I'm a so. I'm a guest, special guest. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what? What are you? What are you doing? Because they thought they thought I was going to be like playing music on a podcast. And I was like, no, no, I'm, uh, I'm I'm like a guest. Uh, you know, I'm a guest. Like I'm just going to be talking. 
What the hell are you going to talk about? I'm like, I don't know, comic books maybe? <laughs> They're like, you're like, oh, yeah, you should check it out. They're like, yeah, right. No, I'll be right there. Yeah, I'll be sure <laughs> yeah. to download that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm going to go pet my cats. All right. And yeah, I'm gonna we out. Oh, shit. Books. Let's set up the um, next week's episode, shall we? Okay, go ahead. Well, uh, I don't know what we're doing. Email us. And <laughs> wait, wait, I, I'm going to let you finish, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this week's ILTOS was the greatest <laughs> ever. Well, I, I heard I heard that, uh, that next week there's going to be a lot of guests. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, Jigga's not hype about this, so maybe you guys could email us during the week. We're thinking about getting Tom Sibley back, getting Fast Eddie Baldwin back, and actually getting our new guest, Moses Mendoza, on. So there's going to be, if you guys want it, five of us on one podcast talking about a specific theme, you know, like in general, the same podcast, but just five voices at the same time. Or, or if if the fans want it, you can email us and let us know whether or not you want us to put that off for a while and just have just me and just me and Jigga next week. Let us know. Yeah, let us let us know. And you're gonna disappoint one of the two of us. Just so you know, because we're on different sides. uh, If if you add in more guests, will will the episode just become increasingly longer? Like if you have like (laughs) you have three people, is it gonna be three times as long? I think it's gonna be longer and unintelligible. <laughs> lots of lots of people interrupting. Lots of yeah. See, and I don't think that's the case because with three people, you don't get any more interruptions than with two people. Right. Yeah, and I'm sure that with five people trying to talk. I don't know. We we seem to get along <laughs> pretty well on a uh, on Xbox Live, but every once in a while there is just people screaming. So, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go pet my cats. I'll talk. All to right, I'm out too. Thank you. All right, later.
disappointment I was restless, I was restless You're winning me over, you're winning me over I can't take my eyes off of you There's too many hands to keep my eye on 